show may contain massive amounts of entertainment. Listener discretion is advised. KSL starts now. 877-KYLE-424. What's happening, everybody? It is Friday evening, 1847, if you're uh, using military time. T. Mai joins us today. Hi, everybody. T. is a celebrity hairstylist. She's also my hairstylist. And I'm a celebrity, so it works out, right? Yep. Minor. Ryan Bassford's here as well, finally. Sorry, I'm updating Twitter real quick, telling everyone to watch. No, it's good. Do it. Okay, so right now we have like five studio cameras set up. I think we only have like three working, right, Ricky? Three are, okay, three are working, which is great. And uh, you guys can go to Ustream.tv slash Live, and you can check out our... Uh, Ustream channel. We also have, uh, if you go to KyleLive.com, click on live, or what is it, listen live. There's the Ustream chat on there as well if you just want to do the chat and you're listening on your iPhone or whatever. Uh, Bassford, how are you, man? Very, very good. How are you? I'm good. T? Just catch my breath. Are you nervous? No. I just came here from a really um, fabulous photo shoot, so, you know. Tell us about it. What, what was that about? Well, we did a personal shoot because I feel like these days everybody wants to be like a celebrity and have an editorial spread. So I worked with a really amazing photographer named Mino. You can see his work on MinoPhoto.com. He shot uh, Lady Gaga. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent. I've heard of her. Have you heard of her? <laughs> yes. I think, I think she might be popular with the kids these days. Uh, so you... Me knows well, well, what he's doing. Yeah, seriously. Me knows. So, so what's the deal? So you were, you're doing hair and style, styling stuff. Yes. Well, actually, we have Emily Buckingham who does the styling. Amanda Corber did the makeup, and I did the hair. It gives us all a chance to be creative, and it lets people who aren't normally in that editorial world get a chance at taking pictures. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's I like that. That sounds very nice. It's it's really cool. Did you do anything special for, uh, I was going to say Hanukkah, but I guess that was a while ago. Did you do anything special for, what is it, St. Patrick's Day? St. Patrick's Day. I, I worked to shoot that day. What did you do, Ryan? St. Patrick's Day was a very, um, I was going to say lucky, but that's way too cliche, very um, blessed <laughs> blessed day for me, I'd say. We had, um, what happened, as you know, Chelsea Handler had her Chelsea Chelsea Bang Bang book. Um, okay. She had the book party for it, and we found out a little earlier that day, it was number one on the New York Times bestselling list. Wow, so, that's huge. Huge. I mean, it debuted at that, and then not only that, what it did is it, it brought her second and third books, or I'm sorry, more like her first and second books that she'd already written. It, it allowed those to climb the charts, too, because people read the first one they say we can't get enough let's buy them all right so it just you know. so basically you you sell one that does really well the rest of your your other books are going to do really well too because everyone's like okay what else has she written exactly and it's the it first raises one. awareness i guess completely it's the first one that comes out people don't know you right so it does well but then if you have the second one that's a hit it, it makes that first one you know shoot back up like it never did even in the first place right um but uh yeah so that happened we uh let's see so we had a party for that uh, an amazing day in general. We had the party, Chelsea's party. Um, we had, you know, our buddy Jason covered it from E. So it was like all the friends gathering together. That's he awesome. He did a fantastic job. And it was at my buddy's place at the Beverly Hilton. Oh, so very cool. it was just, oh, you was know, that the new club? It's the, the new club. The new club that we uh, went to that one night. Yes, yes. So that was one of those moments where I was like, wow, you know, took a look back and, uh, yeah, very happy for everyone in my life. Everyone was celebrating something. That's awesome, dude. Thank you. Sounds like a very good day. Did Chewy dress up as a leprechaun? No, he did not. He should have, I feel like. No, but he did sit on a pot of gold for the show. 
That's genius. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't see that that show that day, but did you get the? I invited you, but my email must have been down, or I don't, I don't know. Was, uh, you know, I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Sorry, I don't. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you guys can call us eight seven seven Kyle four two four. That's eight seven seven five nine five three four two four. And Ricky or Kathy will take your call, and then maybe we'll put you in there. Uh, you know, on on St. Patrick's Day, I didn't even realize it was St. Patrick's Day. I was chilling. And I went over to my my cousin's house here in, in L.A. And uh, they're all I'm Irish, actually. I'm like super Irish. I have cousins in Ireland. And so I went over there and they're super Irish, obviously, as well, being my cousins. And they were like, oh, it's St. Patty's Day. You coming over for dinner tonight? And I was like, oh, wow, I'm a great Irishman. I had no idea. You I had no Irish. clue. I know. I, I don't have like the freckles or red hair. And my last name is not O'Malley, but it's, I know it's an issue. But, uh, you know, I ended up going to Hot Tub Time Machine, and I didn't actually see the movie, which was a bummer. But I went to the after party, which was cool. You know, I've been supposed to see that twice now, and I've had to cancel both times. Uh, one time, a buddy over to eat, Ben Lyons actually had a, had a screening with the cast and some of the crew oh, cool. from the show. Completely missed that, because um, I already committed. And then I was supposed to go to a screening, and I missed that as well. But every single time I get out, and that's all I see is people just raving about the movie. So what was it like at the after party where people... Um, Listen, the after party was awesome. Everyone was dressed up as if they were actually from the 80s, including myself I and saw Kathy. the pictures. You posted them on Facebook, didn't They're you? They're on Facebook, yeah. Maybe I'll put them on my uh, fan page. Yeah, I have a fan page. Were that's you right. rocking that Lee jean jacket? Did I you- was. Actually, T gave me this awesome jean jacket that's uh, like super... What do you call it, Retro? Vintage. Vintage? Kyle, did you make... A question for you, because I've been having this dilemma. Did you make the fan page yourself or did someone make it for you? <laughs> Uh, I made it myself. Okay. Because I'm not sure I want to do it, but I don't know if I... Listen, I'm just hoping if I sit back long enough, someone will make me a fan page, but that hasn't happened, and it's been like three years. Here, th- th- You need to do one, and here's why I think you need to make a fan page. If Here's what happens. Everyone started adding me on my regular thing that I didn't know, and I, my one goal, you know, as I left MySpace and transitioned in the world you know, into the world of Facebook, I was like, I'm going to make sure that every single person I ever add or accept, you know, their friendship or whatever. I, I know them in some way or another. I, we've met before, we've hung out, and, uh, you know, like T, for example. T uh, and I are friends on Facebook. I'm friends with you. Yes. I know both of you personally. However, I'm not going to go, like, if somebody adds me, I'm not going to be like, okay, accept them, and then have to, like, you know, have in the back of my head, like, oh, they're going to see pictures of me, you know, there's naked pictures of me. You guys have seen this on <laughs> yeah. that. I accepted all 47 friend requests I got today. No so, big deal. Yeah. No, nah, not at all. You know, it was a slow day. It's a slow day for Bassford. <laughs> How could. many followers do you have on Twitter right now, by the way? I don't count. 1,672. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Actually, that's, that's, that's a joke. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. 1,659. But you know what? Our buddy, Jason Kennedy, just retweeted something I said, so that's good for at least 100. Okay, that's good. Uh, there you go. I should, I should tweet something so Jason will retweet it. Uh, someone <laughs> says they'll make you a fan page, Ryan, on our Ustream uh, chat feed. No way. So I'm probably a bigger fan of you right now than what? you are of me because they're making me a fan page. Oh, I get you it. See, like I'm actually the bigger fan. Okay. Well, is it a pity <laughs> thing? Or? That's great. No, I, I, that that's very exciting. Uh, so anyway, that was fun. The hot tub time machine. I'll post some pictures on online and everything. Yeah, so, T, really uh, for, so first, just tell us a little bit about what you do exactly. You cut hair and uh, you do a great job at it because I used to have this real shaggy mop-like thing on my head. I don't even think you guys could comprehend how terrible this mop was. I mean, you could clean many a floor with the top of my head. And T was like, you know what? We're going to cut that off. And uh, now, apparently, according to Kathy, I'm sexy. So, Well, you got Kathy. 
I got Kathy. You got That's right. Kathy. Who's, who's in the green room over there? Oh, it's my fault. Okay, maybe she's, I'll just, yeah. you know, I don't want credit anymore. <laughs> okay, so it's T's fault uh, that we're together, I guess. It's, T, it's my fault that they're in love. Anyway, thank you. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what you do. You, you, you cut hair. I cut hair. I, I do color on occasion. I also work on commercials, on music videos. You've been on E before? Yes, I've been on E before. MTV, right? Uh, yes, MTV made a makeover show. On E, I did a little segment when I used to be art director of a salon on how to get the styles that the celebrities have. That's awesome. So you, so you mm-hmm. special, if someone came into you, mm-hmm. like some random Joe Schmo off the street and said, hey, here's what I want to look like. I want to look like Leonardo DiCaprio, for example. What would you do at that point? Would you say, okay, we can take this, we can try to sculpt this kind of look for you, or what's the deal there? Well, first of all, we would talk about their hair looking similar to Leonardo DiCaprio's hairstyle. We can't really make anyone look like another person. That's the right. first thing I say. And two, Have we... Have swan? <laughs> the what? The swan? Oh, the yeah. swan's that show, yeah. the, like the makeover show, yeah. right? Yeah, that's how you can really make someone look like Leonardo DiCaprio. There's only so much hair product can do. Right. <laughs> that's funny. So you have to like really, you have to get in there with the... Uh, surgeon and make some changes right but basically i just look at the hair texture really get a feel for who they are what their line of work is if it's appropriate how edgy can you be and find a solution to get the look that they want that actually suits the hair texture right yeah well i remember what you said by the way just real quickly what up bastard's hair is is that good for him like would you redo that this is a very sensitive issue kyle I don't know. I, I don't know why Kyle's <laughs> putting us on the spot right now. I want, I want to know. what This makes for good radio. What about Bastard's haircut right there? You guys, if you're on the Ustream cam, you can look at Bastard's hair. He's cute. It look, suits his face. So you, it's good. Yes, it's good. Would you change it? No. Could what it be better? Kyle. No, I think that's a fair... No, that's a yes. See, I'm not a professional stylist. I think the answer is yes. There's always room for improvement. Always room I for agree. improvement. But I don't... I, out of I, that. Your hair does I, look good, though. Thank yeah. you. Hey, what if I... I really wanted to buzz it because I feel like it gives me a fresh, clean look, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, some people talked against that. Well, right now, the really, really nice, tight, tight fades and the hard lines, they're in right now. So I'd say go for it. Yeah, you know what I had to actually do? Because I used to buzz it... Um, and then I saw actually a Dolce & Gabbana ad, and what they did basically, the real high fashion, which I'm not usually a fan of that crazy look in my opinion, but they took it real tight all along the sides, mm-hmm. left it a little longer up top. Right. So I went to the guy um, at Charlie's Barbershop. And, uh, <laughs> did you ask him to replicate the picture? They gave me two free haircuts for that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he did it, but he gave me like a faux hawk. I go, no. I go, I, I look at guys and yell at them when they have mohawks. Don't even say that word. He's like, no. So he kind of gave me like the slightest faux hawk ever, and I liked it. It was like the first time I ever had edge to a haircut. Not counting the time I got my tips highlighted in freshman year. Uh, I remember I did that Edgy. too. I, I did the real like bleach blonde haircut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it always turned orange if they didn't do the job right. And, exactly. And then I was using my mom's stuff to fix it, and my dad was just laughing at me the entire time. What stuff of your mom's did you use to fix it? Mm. Toner, right? Is that what I like? Toner? Less- oh, I, don't well, think I you're like asking that you guys me, know Biolage. Thanks, Mom. Biolage toner. Wow. What's Biolage toner? Everybody is so much more educated in the hair world these days. I'm Bi- so matrix. impressed. So now, T, t- now, how many clients do you have right now, would you say? It is really hard to say. Is that a private say. question? Or answer? No, it's not a private question, 
But it's right now with how I work, it's really hard for me to gauge and tell you a number because right. some people I see them twice a year. Some people I see them twice a week. I feel bad for the people that you see twice a year. I'm sure their hair is always horrible. No, and like the, like the, the haircut- couple weeks after you do it is fine, and then suddenly it becomes this like mangled. I think you bird's think nest. that because you have shorter hair, and shorter hair requires more maintenance. But if somebody has a longer hairstyle past their shoulders, they really don't need more than two haircuts a year, right? Because the haircuts have structure, so they grow out really well. And yeah, some people don't blow dry them, do anything, and it grow. And I think my haircuts grow out really, really well. How fast does hair typically grow? Is it different for everybody? It's different for everyone. You know, you know what I think? Tell me if you agree. I think a haircut mm-hmm. should be you can't tell when you get a haircut. One, because yes. that's so annoying when you show up at work and everyone's mm-hmm. like, did you get a haircut? It's just like it's like it's like asking someone how the weather is. It's such a filler question, you know? Right. It's like, yes. I, and then, then the worst is the people that say, no, I got them all cut. So right. I'm tired of dealing with that, one. Uh-huh. And two, a haircut, it should not be drastic. It should just be the slightest bit. So it's so funny. I actually was saying today, like, you know, if I could, I would get a haircut probably every three to five days. Right. That yeah. is so funny. That is exactly why I have the clients that come and see me two weeks so that the hair just looks as if it never changes. Exactly. And that's how it should be. And, right. you know, because sometimes you sacrifice. You're like, well, if I can get a haircut every three weeks, if you cut it a little short, by the third day I have this, it'll be perfect. It's like, you know, no. What if I just wanted it to look that way all the time? Well, that's what you can ask your size. I have people who come in and say, can you please make me look as if my haircut grew out two weeks later? And I do that. And then no one needs to know that we met. Okay, so right now, there's a guy named Ryan Michael on the phone. Is this a friend of yours, Ryan? No, but before we get to Ryan, can I just Why say that I, I keep Ryan. forgetting. He knows all Ryans. I keep forgetting we are uh, live on camera, too, and I got a message from Rod and Roch 43 on Twitter. He said, dude, don't put your fingers in your mouth. Thank you so much. At least they weren't in my nose. That's funny. All right. Let's, let's, <laughs> I'm trying. Here's Ryan. Right, I'm getting there. This is Ryan right now. Hi, well, Ryan. I have a, I'm a stylist. I work at Charles Penzones, and... Um, one of the top ten salons. If you want your hair to cut to blend, you straighten it and then you dry cut it at your ends, cutting into it vertically. Thank you for that. Is that, is that accurate? Well, yes, it is. Okay, so that's okay. That's a, anything else you have to add to that, Ryan? Excuse me. So okay, now listen. Hey. So listen. Do you, do you have a question for T at all, or do you just have that statement to make? I think he just wanted to give us a little bit of advice. Well, that's kind of funny that you listened well, in and what, we happen to be talking about well, something you know. I just, I just got on Ryan, Ryan's um, website and wondering what questions we were going over. <laughs> Any, anyone. I didn't even know we were, what questions we were going to go over until you called. So thank All right. you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call, Thanks, Ryan. man. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, that's very fascinating. Not true. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan said, I guess he told Ricky that he knows who you are or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, Maybe... Maybe he knows. Maybe he knows you from the Twitter page. People feel it's like a, Twitter is confusing that way because it feels like you know somebody. When I'm on. Really I'm on Friendster. I have a lot of friends there. It's probably that. Yeah, you're still friends. <laughs> he's not a friend. There's no way. He's, he's that's cool. that's a time like you and Kathy said. What you, it wasn't even match. Which there's nothing wrong with that. I think and it's a side story, but I think that's going to be the way of the future. How people meet. It makes sense. But you made me feel so awkward for five minutes when I asked where you and Kathy met, and you told me Craigslist, and I started cracking up in your face, and you two both got so offended. Oh, that was funny. And well, you, I was just backtracking like you wouldn't believe. No, no, dude, it's it's cool. I mean, it, people, people do, do it. that. People do that. Yeah, that's right. You were like, so, you were really worried like you really thought you are they really good at faking you out though they fake me out all the time 
Oh, they're just, really good at it. I don't know worse feelings. It's like at, when you have one of those moments, you swear you're just never going to talk again. Because you, know, <laughs> you can't. They, they heard what you said. They know you're lying. You're just you're trapped. And the best thing to it's do is true. say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. And I'm a really bad person. I think he wants an apology, Kyle. I apologize, Ryan. Oh, no. I apologize for judging. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. But you know that. Your hair not- looks great. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. Uh, listen. Here's what I want to do right now. I want to ask, uh, let's see, you guys, you know, call in if you have hair questions, 877-KYLE-424, it's 877-595-3424, and maybe we can get T to answer your hair questions. I know you must have them out there. So give us a call. So now you guys know this whole burglar ring, right? Yeah. That's been happening. Like people have been stealing, I guess, from these LA homes or whatever. I know about the show. Well, the alleged ringleader of the gang accused of burglaring uh, celebrity homes in Los Angeles has told police the Hollywood burglar bunch drew up a list of possible targets, including Zac Efron, Miley Cyrus, and Hillary Duff. Nick Prugo has been charged with felony first-degree residential burglary in connection with a string of break-ins at the homes of stars, including Lindsay Lohan and Orlando Bloom. Prugo is one of five people, three of them teenagers, accused of breaking into celebrity homes and stealing designer clothing, jewelry, and cash. Whoa. And then they wear them in paparazzi pictures. It's so weird. They do. He has pleaded not guilty to the charge. No, they do, for real. But is that is that part of the process? Is that you have to be photographed in the item? Is that part of the Like the why they do it, like you mean? Initiation? I don't really know. But it's just really it's been a big deal because now uh, they have a show that some of the girls that were in this ring. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Well, wasn't she just associated, like she knew them acquaintance-wise? The show the show was happening. In no way was the show based around this. This show was on, you know, was going way before this story ever broke. And it right. just happened to be that cameras were there as this broke. And I, I, I think it's safe to say it was news to the producers and everyone what they just captured on, on air. So who are these girls besides being girls that are now known for... Stealing stuff, possibly, or well, being, I think. Or allegedly and, and here's the things. thing, girls. You have to clear. It's it's one sister that has been allegedly accused of stealing. It's all alleged. None of this is all actually. Was, and you know, she listen. I I've spoken to her before um, on a friendly level. She's always been really sweet to me, and uh, she sounded very optimistic and confident. Um, you know, for what it's worth, she seemed like she didn't have anything to hide, and she seemed very optimistic. A little scared that that things were going to be fine. Got it. I actually watched that show last night. And it, it made me, she was crying a lot on the show. A lot. Very emotional. Very, yeah. very emotional. That time of the month for her, maybe. But, but yeah, they're just, they're, they're sisters, you know, and they, um, they're you all know, pretty. Kardashians are such a huge hit, and I think mm-hmm. they're just looking for ways to branch off. And, uh, right, what, of they're young, and they're in Hollywood. People love Hollywood, and, uh, you know, we'll and they're see how attractive, it goes. and they're sisters. Attractive sisters. I mean, there you go. It's like Kardashians, too. I guess now, here's the deal the hit list was revealed. Uh, more people they were going to hit up, more celebrities, I guess they were going to you know, try to rob their houses. And the celebrities mentioned in these documents obtained by TMZ.com included Zac Efron and his girlfriend Vanessa Hudgens, Miley Cyrus, Hillary Duff, Channing Tatum, Ashley Tisdale, and the late DJ AM, Adam Goldstein. Oh, that's... So what wow. was so that what was the deal? They they were friends of uh, these people at one point. They had a social connection to them, and you, they you know I, th- I I think that's maybe what it what it was. I actually don't know the answer to that. I know there I was for some of them that was I'm for sure they had been here. there at a party socially. I don't know if that was the case for all of them or or what made them. You would think there's some type of method to that, but maybe they're not that smart because I mean. Listen, celebrities are pretty well guarded, and you're going to rob their place without covering your face. So, right, that's like 
you know, come on. Isn't that robbery 101 right yeah, there? Yeah, robbery, exactly. <laughs> well, this is what, this is what, it says gang members allegedly, quote, door knocked and conducted surveillance on the residences. Meaning, I guess they would go door to door to each of the celebrities' houses and find out if they were home or if they weren't. And then if they were home, I guess they'd say hi. I don't know. Like what? That seems real weird to me. It seems really, that seems really bold to me. To just walk up to someone's front door that way. Well, I'm sure that what I mean they probably posed as what selling Girl Scouts or something. Yeah, similar. there were three guys posed as Girl Scouts <laughs> selling cookies. Senses, it's senses time teens. with great hair, and T's like, oh, the, I did that. That's how she the, she's been on E, but actually on the news uh, as the hairstylist of. I'm oh, kidding. I'm kidding God. about that. It's a lie. Who have you styled it, E? <laughs> oh, you've just done no, little no, segments, how-to segments. segments yeah, on, how yeah, to how segments. To, yeah, of course, expert segments. Now, speaking of how-to segments, uh, you just released some how-to videos on YouTube, right? Yes, that you helped me on. That's how you and I actually met Kyle. Year, like, what, two years ago now or something? Two years ago, because we did get inspired from the e-segment, and every single day, all my girl clients would ask me the same questions about styling and what to do at home, because I think the most common thing I hear is, I wish I could just take you home with me, and then I wake up, and I take a shower, and then you do my hair, and then <laughs> <Yeah>. you leave. <laughs> but Kathy this- said that a couple times. I wish, I wish tea was over. Well, that's like the guy that did my hair he, I just got a haircut two days ago and he goes you want me to style it I was getting ready to go home I go no don't you're just going to remind me of what I can't do <laughs> yeah, right. oh you my know? gosh I only have one and, client like that she goes home and washes her hair straight away because she doesn't ever want to look at it and know that she can't ever do it the same but then you know what but enjoy it here's enjoy the thing it. though if take you, pictures. I don't take a shower for two weeks after she does my hair I've known friends that have <laughs> not went and worked out because, you know, their hair was professionally done. And if they would have worked out, they would have had to shower and then have to redo it. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, drastic, you know. it's. Uh, I think no one really would admit it, but we all kind of probably think that at times. So that could be tough, though. On one hand, you get your hair done five days a week for work or however many days you're working. But then on your Saturday night date, you're like, oh, oh, wait. You know? Yeah, that, that's that's what people have to complain about in Hollywood. Yeah, we're not, exactly. we're not helping us out here, guys. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Well, really? the trick yeah. is the trick to making your blow dry last is that's really quick and simple. Just put a little bit of baby powder in your hand. Okay. And then smooth it through, and trust that whatever natural oils you have will absorb it, so it won't look powdery, and that'll be the best way to freshen it up. Really? Yes, especially if you wear fringe or AKA bangs, girls. It's going to get really, really warm out, and I know those really heavy straight bangs are what's popular right now. So that's my quick tip for you. So you, you got to put the uh, the powder in the hair, and that will freshen it up. That's right. Just buy the little travel size baby powder. It won't look like they're doing cocaine, and it just happened to. Uh, hey, if it looks like that, hmm, probably not, because you wouldn't do it. Just stand. I'm kidding about out it, by, by the way. where you wash your hands. Joking. Good. Uh, so anyway, that that burglar thing is crazy. You want to know a good prank? What you just talked about uh, cocaine. Um, if you're hanging around with some buddies, take some sugar. And put it on the counter and then sit around with your friends and uh, just act like it's real casual and then take a video camera. And if one of your buddies is coming later, tape his reaction as he comes in and pretend like it's no big deal that it's just sitting there on the table and just see how he reacts the entire time. For Have like you done five it before? Minutes. We've done it once before. And did, it, did they react? Yeah, they told me to act, they told me to act hyper. Okay. Um, hyper and excited. So like I was just kind of looking like, what's wrong with him? And I mean, I, I'm not an actor. We all know that. No so, way. So... 
Um, and he kind of got looking and just, you know, and it was just, I don't know if he completely bought it because it was our first time, but right, we learned probably, how like, to better the prank. He's probably confused. He was probably like, whoa. Like, Cause you, 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 we've been friends for a while. It's like Kathy and I, you know, meeting on Craigslist. But what would you <laughs> do, though, in the adverse? If, what if they weren't shocked and they try to sit down and join oh, you? Oh, now that would be really. <laughs> well, what that, would you do then? Oh, yeah. What if they're like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I didn't know you guys were into this. Oh my like, god! That's a great, well, great point. People have done that before. When they, I'm. Oh, why can't I think? I'm gonna have to get back next week with some great examples of that. Where you started <laughs> off joking, the other person thought you were serious, and you just had to roll with it because obviously it's not as serious as drug use, but right. something on a minor level where you're joking and someone's dead serious, and you're like, oh well, here we go. I got to roll with this lie now for as long as I know this person. Right. You, you know, know that actually kind of happened to me once. I knew somebody. Won't say any names. Mm-hmm. Knew. I. I don't. I'm not into drugs at all. But I knew somebody who I believed was also not into drugs, I found out like late into knowing this person yeah. that they were into drugs. Uh-huh. And I couldn't believe mm-hmm. that. It, it totally threw me off. I was like, really? Because they didn't look uh, like they should be, right? Right. Yeah. They didn't look they like they should do. be. And, they never do. And uh, that was many, like probably four or five years ago. But it was still, I was, it was unbelievable. I mean, for I, a year, I had no idea. I had that happen. I had a friend in college I knew real well, and he went back to home, and we were sitting down on a picnic table just relaxing. Like, I think we might have been having a beer, and that's it. And it just, it was the most random, uncalled-for moment ever. And he, you know, took out a bag of white powder. I'm like, this is some type of joke. We didn't talk that much afterwards. But, <laughs> no, I was just like, there's no way. It was the most casual thing ever. Like, you just, like, now you find it okay to just pop that on me? Yeah, it's weird. You know? I feel like socially, you you should know right away if yeah. somebody. I'm so oblivious to the to the fact. How would that you, me too. How would you know right away? Some people are really good at concealing it. Got to look around the nose for the white mark. I think it's safe <laughs> to say I am the most oblivious person Why when would someone you is doing drugs. That they would leave the white mark. <laughs> I am too, Ryan. I don't. I, I mean, don't know. People look at me like, "Are you kidding? You didn't figure that out?" And ten people in the room could say it's the obvious thing in the world. I go, "Oh no, man! I thought you said a cold. Per- yeah, you know, I, I thought, I thought said, it was a person. I thought they're normally hyper. Yeah." They go, no, that's as clear as can be. I mean, people must think that I must do drugs sometimes because I talk fast. I'm always hyper. I'm never like really sleepy. Well, yeah, I think you know sometimes what I mean? you can tell by them being hyper, but for the most part, I think you can tell when they're angry. Oh, right. Like yeah. they're angry. Like their emotions anger. are a lot yeah. more. I have never even. Not the hyper yeah. part. The anger part. The anger part, right. Mm. I've, I've never even smoked a cigarette in my life, and I had a funny experience in college where I showed up to do a report in the library. And this girl just lost it on me. She goes, really? you know what? She goes, I'm so sick and tired of you showing up high for every group meeting. And I'm just like, my mouth, I'm like, what is this girl talking? I'm clueless. I completely, she's like, no, don't try to deny. I go, I, I'm, she, no, your eyes are always red and you're itching them. And it's just so disrespectful. And I have allergies and my eyes are red because I have contacts. And she was so adamant. And it was just like, wow, how many other people think that? I don't even know at that point if I'd ever seen pot. You you know, I actually had a friend who last week got pulled over, or maybe two weeks ago, got pulled over, and he had terrible allergies and got pulled over by the police. Mm-hmm. And they, and they fight- totally thought. Yes. And yeah. after much time and talking and hearing him like sneeze repetitively, they finally let him go. And he <laughs> called me. And he just thought it was so hilarious. Because his eyes were so swollen that they just assumed. <laughs> they assumed he was on like some sort of crazy drug. Yes, you know those crazy cigarettes. That's so, hilarious. So some people like us assume no one's on drugs and others right. assume everyone everyone's is. on drugs. Yeah. And those would be people who work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the power to arrest you. Uh, speaking of drugs, by the way, uh, have you guys seen Lady Gaga's new telephone music video featuring Beyonce? 
you know, honestly, all I keep seeing is excerpts of the fashion from the different tweets of what they wore. And I haven't seen the video in whole. I've only heard the song. Got it. it. Parts of it. I um, It came on. E! News had an exclusive that they, they advertised for a while. I was like, what's, it's a music video. You know, what's going on here? A 10-minute long music video. Yeah, right? and I started to finally started to pay. I am surprised I didn't hear about it sooner. I'm like, oh, this must be serious if I'm going to hear about it 20 times. Um. And, um, yeah, I think they paid all their employees to tweet about it. So I heard about it a lot, and it came on when I was in Ohio. And uh, my mom and I were watching it, and after, like, two minutes, I, you know, even being 25, you know, it's always awkward, right, when you watch something at home with your mom, and it's like right. a love scene. no matter scene how or, old you are. It, doesn't, it never changes. So I'm just like, okay, we got, I got to sneak out of this now. I don't want to see what happens next. Because they said, you know, warning, this contains nudity. They showed nudity on E? I didn't get to see that far. I don't see how they could. What is considered nudity on a, on a station? See, that's a good well, question. Here, it's a great... I actually was able to talk to someone at E who um, who claims that they kind of patented the whole how far you can get away with stuff. And in other countries in E, I don't know if you guys know, but in other countries, they show boobs. Well, and commercials. Better word. And like yeah. every, there's like a Walmart commercial in Europe, and they're like, <laughs> there's a couple, there's a pair of, uh, you know, double Ds there for you. So, yeah. So in what, your face. So For Walmart. For Walmart. Or, well, Marvel, Walmart, you really market. No, there's like Tesco. What is it? Tesco Lotus out there or something like that. Anyway, continue. Sorry. No, no, no. No problem. I was just trying to think of something, a Walmart joke, but I failed. I couldn't come up with anything. That's so, right. um, yeah, no. And, <laughs> next and, time, next week. And executive at <laughs> E said, hey, you know, I, I kind of basically came up with the idea. And I said, well, wait, why do you have to blur the whole thing? Because it's only the nipple technically. So he said, hey, well, let's just let's work on that technology. So do you notice on E now, instead of just blurring the whole shot like they used to do on Howard Stern? Right. I know we watched when we were kids. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the now, blur came in real they, fuzzy, though. Exactly. Now they just blur what they need to blur, literally the nipple. So I think E, I think they were the first to kind of pioneer that. And that's why eventually, I love E so, so much. Eventually, it's e just going to be. made the blur pasty <laughs> right the blur pasty but eventually it's gonna oh that's a great marketing idea though like what if we invented pasties that, that were just a blurry nipple hey kyle let's have a meeting after this wait we'll, we'll talk <laughs> wait they the way to explain so they're they're oh so they could like walk around genius a, and like uh, tops you could, could have a, the uh, yeah. like a bikini top with blur like it's nude colored and then with like there's a picture of a nipple what about blurred out halloween costumes yeah halloween. nude colored electric tape I like that. Yes, just send in a swatch of your skin color and we'll match it. It's <laughs> horrible. This is like it's so 2010 right now. But you know, it's funny. The, the fact of the matter is uh, we're going to get to nudity because eventually uh, now they've gone down to just blurring the nipple. Uh, it's eventually going to get down to just the pixel of the nipple. And then it will be like, you know, screw it. Ah, won't blur anything. And then, uh, and then we'll be like France. So, Do you really think that's going to happen? Uh, you know. In May, 2020, maybe? Well, I, yeah, I don't think we're a far long way away. Would Janet Jackson get fined? Old news, but wasn't that was a huge fine. I think that, that story made the headlines for a year straight. So Yeah, I don't think people still talk about it. I don't think well, we're ready maybe, for that. Yeah, maybe nipple showing is big business. Nipple showing is big business for the, the big, <laughs> like, the what, at the top five uh, broadcasting companies, I'm sure. Well, you yeah, know who's uh, the government, FCC. I yeah, guess. I think that's a small, for the press it creates, I think that's a small, small fine to pay. So I think it might be calculated. I thought Very the uh, I thought the Lady Gaga video was pretty good. I actually I enjoyed it. I was a little confused. It was a little like over the top in a lot of places for me. I sat through ten minutes. Lady of Gaga's it. over the top. I, yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, but no, really, I, I sat through it and I was really trying to get an idea of what they wanted to do. And I guess by the way, her sister's in the music video. But uh, you Who's know, sister Beyonce's sister, or Lady, Lady Gaga's, Gaga's sister? Lady Gaga's sister's in the music video. I didn't know that. Uh, was she the lower? Was she the little lampshade or? 
<laughs> she was the small dim lamp. Oh, okay. In the yeah, the lamp yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, you know, I don't actually know who she was in it, but I just did, did read that she was in the video. But I, I liked the video. I thought it was pretty good. It was a little bit, uh, you know, over the top. I did uh, think that it was, uh, you know, a homage to Thelma and Louise. I thought uh, it was pretty cool how they, they did the, you know, they pulled the, what, the pussy wagon from... Uh, what movie was that? Tarantino's. Uh, yeah. What movie was that? It was a uh, Kill Bill. Yes, it's okay. Kill Bill. The Pussy Wagon. Mm-hmm. So they had that in there, which is pretty cool. So I really? mean, was, yeah, the Pussy is Wagon. Is that how they have the connection that I heard that he might want to cast Gaga in a movie? Is it because they met over the Pussy Wagon? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> Ricky says uh, her sister's in the shot when Gaga's on the telephone in the prison. Her sister's the blonde in the background. So when Gaga's on the telephone, first calling. Beyonce, I guess. She's calling Beyonce, right? I think there's and no music that started at that point, right? Or yeah, there's no music for a while. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And then it stops again, and then it starts again. Anyway, I thought the video was good. It was a bit over the top, hard to follow. I don't totally what understand. Was over top, over the top. The whole thing. Well, the, uh, the whole thing was over the top in a lot of ways. But I, I guess the prison stuff. I was very confused about how, why she was in prison, and then she was like taken out by Beyonce, and they were trying to get away from authorities. I didn't quite know why she was in prison. I was just confused about. All these little elements. I feel like there's a lot of holes everywhere. Have you seen that show on E called The Fashion Police? Yes. That's why they put her in prison because she's broken every rule possible. Oh. Oh, oh, I, oh I, I was just that was like a no. That no. was a joke on Ron. I wasn't supposed to be serious. But no, that makes, <laughs> makes sense. But, but hey, yeah, yeah you, that makes you total hit, sense. Yeah, yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, David says uh, as well. Her sister was the black-haired uh, chick with sunglasses in the scene when Gaga starts talking, singing on the phone. So that is correct. Good job, Ricky. Several Thank times. you, guys. So speaking of Gaga, actually, you know, real quickly, I did get a couple of tweets from people when I when I tweeted asking about that the telephone music video. People did agree with me, and they felt that it was a bit over the top. Some liked it, some didn't. Uh, speaking of Lady Gaga, though, uh, Rob Fasari, a music producer and ex-boyfriend of Lady Gaga, is suing her for $35 million, claiming that he created her name and co-wrote four songs on her debut album. Yet he is not being paid for his work, apparently. Hmm. Vasari filed the lawsuit on Wednesday in New York's uh, Superior Court, claiming that he encouraged Gaga to abandon rock music for dance beats. He also claims to have reworked her songs and was actually responsible for creating her stage name, Lady Gaga. I wonder how hard that's going to be to uh, prove. Yeah, how do you prove something like that? I don't know. The suit claims that a text message that he wrote intended to read Radio Gaga, referring to the Queen song, but was changed by a spell check on his phone to Lady Gaga. Stephanie German, uh, Germanota, Gaga's birth name, loved it. And Lady Gaga was born. So apparently he texted her this name. His phone, the spell check changed it to Lady Gaga from Radio Gaga. And here we have a legend now. We th- what if no one's ever tested that? They've just assumed it, like radio translates to lady on spell check. And let's uh, let's, I think we should try it. Yeah, let's try let's it. Let's do it. Where's my phone? Oh, Ricky has my phone. Kyle, I think if you know if we ever hit it big, I think we should start carrying tape recorders from now on because we need to record everything. You don't know who's going to try to pull something on us. It's true. You well, know, it's scary. It didn't do that on the iPhone. It didn't. No. I mean, it's a different type of spell check. I wonder what yeah. kind of phone he had. If you guys right now could all get on your phones, whoever's listening, and type in radio space G A space G A. I think it's just, yeah, yeah, I think the radio part. And find out if it turns into Lady Gaga with a space between G-A, G-A. So we'll find out, I guess. Call in, please. Call in, 877-KYLE-424. It's 877-595-3424. And say what kind of phone you have. 
and let us know what kind of phone you have as well. And you could also get on our uh, live Ustream chat room if you go to kylelive.com slash listen that list. Okay, I can't talk. kylelive.com slash listen live. Listen dash live. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. To find I didn't realize her name was Stephanie Germanota. She was surprising. Have you seen that? She's surprisingly normal when you watch her sing on the piano. Have you ever seen that? Just the plain, oh yeah, where she YouTube jams videos, on a, like acoustically. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she's awesome. She's, she's a great, very talented, great talent. yeah. very she's talented. Many great songs. Uh, let's see what it, let's see some more info here. There's this quote. It looks like from let's see what this is. All business is personal. When those personal relationships evolve into romantic entanglements, any corresponding business relationship usually follows the same traje- trajectory. So that when one crashes, they all burn. That is what happened here. The lawsuit reads, according to CNN, the couple's romance grew as they were working intensely in such close emotional quarters. Germanota and her father s- soon signed a contract with Fusari, giving him a 20% share of her career, the suit alleged. Interesting. So maybe it's just... Beca- okay, that's... Mm-hmm. These, these stories are all over the place. They're actually... On a, on a side note, they're making a movie about the whole uh, Facebook deal. They felt kind of a, a similar whole scenario, you know? People claim over whose work is what. Oh, you mean the they, Facebook yeah, creator they, they, and, like, yeah. who actually created the idea of Yeah, Facebook. and they get in a big fight. And, it, you know, it's pretty hard to... Uh, it's definitely pretty hard to claim, you know, outside they called it dorm room chit chat, I think, in that case, um, saying, you know, dorm room chit chat does not take the place of a legal contract. Well, I feel like you could apply that with Fusari. It, it's chit chat. It's, it's what ifs, you know? Right. Well, here's the thing, too. You got these people who talk. They talk about stuff. They come up with great ideas. And, and those are the talkers. Then you got the doers. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm sure other people could say, listen, I created this radio show. Yep. Right. You know, th- that was their idea for me to do this right. radio show. Right. Well, they didn't do the radio show. Exactly. I did the radio show. Right. Ricky's done the radio show. Ryan's right. done the radio show. Right. T's now doing the radio show. Exactly. We've done it. Mm-hmm. We're doers. Yep. And then uh, these people who talk uh, try to, uh, you know, it's like the little red hen. Well, and that's what they said. And they're trying to what, take their piece of bread. That's what a lot of people are saying. You know, they're saying with this Mark Zuckerberg, you're you know, like, okay, you know, he could have acted immorally. He could have, act, but you know, at the bottom line, he, he, he's a tough businessman and whatever he did to start that was in the first six months of Facebook. Since then, since these past six years, he has turned it into something that affects almost every single person's life. He's turned it into the most powerful right. innovations in the entire world, worth billions. You can't take that away from him. So whatever those ideas might have been, guess what? This guy did it. So I think right. they rewarded these guys $35 million. And That's right. I do remember that suit. Yeah, that's a general thing. You know, Say what you want about the guy. Say where he started. But nobody can deny his vision and what he's been able to do with the company. He's expanded very far. I'm sure it was dorm room chit chat. I don't know how you could do any better. You can't. And you know, I just read uh, a couple days ago, Facebook uh, web traffic has now passed Google's. You can believe it. Really? So Facebook is now ahead of Google in terms of uh, universal or global uh, web chat. Wow. Or web, web, uh, whatever, web, uh, you now, know. Is that post all the changes traffic. they made or pre? You know, I don't know. That's a great question. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Would you? That's a good question. I remember being a little, you know, I guess it's different if you're motivated by money or innovation or what it is, but I remember being shocked when uh, I think he was offered $500 million to walk away from, from Microsoft. That's right. I, be- I I feel like I remember reading that. I was kind of about, you know, in one hand, you have this pet project that you, you want to, you know, you want to be a, a leader in the world, pretty much. I mean, honestly, the power that that guy has and will continue to have, I mean, he will be one of the most significant names out there. Um, so I can respect that. On the other hand, you're like, you know, 500 million. 
that's it. You know, I mean, you do whatever you want for your life. Um, and what if tomorrow someone comes out the next morning with something bigger and better, and all of a sudden your five hundred million dollar company is worth nothing? So right. I remember being shocked that he passed that, but I also had equal respect too. Well, I think at a certain point you got to remember too that when it is somebody's baby project, when it's something they created, you know, it's very difficult to want to give it to somebody else when it's already profitable or when it's already doing. You know, you're going to break. Yeah, you're, you're breaking even or whatever. It's your. You don't want to give up that creative control, control that you mm-hmm. have, right? And so it's like, you know, selling it is, I think, strategically, if it makes sense for, like, listen, I'm not going to lie. If someone approached our show, Ryan, and said, listen, we'd like to buy your show for $50 million, I probably would say, yeah, okay. (laughs) And then you'd probably go do another one. Right. But if somebody actually did come to this radio show and say, we'd like to give you $50 million to buy out the show name, well, you know what? At that point, the show's obviously doing really well. Why not just keep it and creatively, uh, you know... Must be profitable. If someone's it, offering you that uh, money. Agree, right. agree completely. My one, fe- and like I said, I agree on all those all those points. My one fear is that if you know, what if some guy just all of a sudden a light, you know, a light flash, and some guy find a way to do it better than Facebook, and I would be right. driven by that fear. Like, oh my gosh, one month ago I could have sold for five hundred million, and now it's worth five. Right. You but know. A, but I guess if, if, you, if it's if your you, vision exactly. and you have such an idea of where you want to take it, and you have an idea, you have such passion for it, you will be the one to drive that product into the future. Where like MySpace was bought out by Fox for five hundred exactly. million dollars. Remember that mm-hmm. deal? Mm-hmm. And 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 look at what Fox Perfectly did to said. it. I mean, th- their passion right. for it was their vision yeah. for it was very different than Tom Anderson's and that whole team. Mm-hmm. And so, look what happens to MySpace. It's taken over by somebody who's even more passionate about the product. Right. Kyle, that was so. Pro- you know, I had that conversation uh, just about we were talking about people and uh, people in Hollywood. We were having a dinner, and someone was talking about shows, and they were complaining about you know not wanting to go play music in front of seven people. And I looked at, it and I didn't say it, but it's like you know you've already lost because the people that succeed are the people that can't imagine doing anything else. They play right. like it's yeah. seven or. Six 70,000. It's why Michael Jordan, it's the people that won't leave the gym. They'll get blisters. They'll starve until they mm-hmm. hit 100 free throws in a row. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are the people. And then you're right. And if you're going to be motivated by the money and by the fame of it, you know, I'm sure, don't get me wrong. There have definitely been people that have made it that way. Well, but I, you know, um, I wonder if Tom Anderson is a good example. Now, this is ju- but, just me yeah. assuming, but I wonder if Tom Anderson, the creator of MySpace, is a good example of that. I mean, he knew r- very well he was just copying Friendster. Exactly. He knew very well that it was just going to be in the marketing of MySpace, uh-huh. and he knew very well that this was, you know, go- going to be, uh, you know, a product that wasn't necessarily new. He just wanted to globalize it a little bit, and so I think for him to sell it is, yeah. a, is a smart thing to do in and, this case. And it shows, though, you know, that was Mark Zuckerberg's pet project, and right. now Facebook's on top of the world. The guys with MySpace were looking to make money, which is fine. That's why you go to work every day to make money. And so, they did. So you made and money, and you yeah. sold it, and, and you ran, ran. And exactly. guess what? Congratulations yeah. to you. I have just as much respect for you as I do for Mark Zuckerberg because you guys have different visions and you both accomplished them. Right. Exactly. You know? Amen. That's and, exactly what it is. And yeah, that's the thing. I mean, hey, you don't have to work again. Isn't that why we all live? To do whatever you want whenever? Congratulations. Right. <laughs> Amen. There we yeah, go. You just need to love what you do and then you can wake up every single day and do it. Now, let me ask, T, how did you get into to cutting hair? I got it. Into, I didn't get into cutting hair till what is considered a later age in hairdressing because a lot of people do it out of high school. I didn't go to do it till um, I think right when I turned twenty three. But I did everything I was supposed to do: go to college. I thought I was going to be a teacher and all of that. And I had one year left before I graduated. And I was also dabbling in finances. You know, just trying to do the thing that would make the family really happy. Right. Yeah. So you weren't necessarily in it for your passion at this no. point. This was purely exactly. uh, what you're supposed to do, like you said, mm-hmm. in quotes. Yeah. 
And it's then, what other people want you to do, maybe your family. And then you always end love. up doing like twenty different things because you're not happy with anything. So right. then you're constantly I, moving, and you're right. Right. I get it. So I got found this book called Quarter Life Crisis. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I read it. How old were you at this point? I was twenty two. Okay. And I read it, and for some reason, it just made me go home because I was in this perpetual state of boredom, and I have to say, boredom is probably the worst feeling I have ever felt because being bored is just—it's not fun. Well, an idle mind. Is the devil's playground. It really is because there's nothing worse than your friends are off and they're doing this and this person's off and you know that they love it and they don't care. That's all they want to live and breathe and do. And then you're just sat here wondering, what do I want to do? What am I good at? What am I good at? So then I just sat and I thought I just laid there and stared at the ceiling because then I read another book that said that you needed a quiet space because that's what Thomas Edison and all the inventors did. And I just wrote down everything I always wanted to do that everyone told me I couldn't do. Right. And one of them was hairdressing because they're like, we didn't send you to private school your whole life to go be a hairdresser. Right. You know what I mean? And, but then I just decided to be true to myself and go for it. And and here you are. Yeah. And here we are. That is unbelievable. It's so funny. You said that the guy that cuts my hair now that I was telling you about that convinced me to get the faux hawk. Right. um, He was a very successful businessman in finance making, he said six figures easily. Mm -hmm. Loved it. And then one day he's like, what am I doing? I don't like it. I just, he goes, I didn't even think about it. I stopped. He goes, it's been my passion to cut hair. I enjoy it every day. I've been doing. I, he's been doing it for many years now. Mm-hmm. Great at what he does, and he loves it. And it's just ins- when you go get a haircut, it's inspiring because he's so happy with it. It yeah. doesn't matter what you're happy with, whether it's trying, you know, being being a host or being an actress, mm-hmm. or it's just like that's what you know. The guy's just so happy at what he does, and he loves it. And it's awesome. It's really, it's just, I like the guy a lot. Yeah. And you're really close to his space when he's cutting your hair. I mean, no one else really gets that close to you unless you're dating them, you know? And, and you, he exchanges his energy. You get excited and it's nice for him to groom you and know that he's doing it with his wholeheartedly. Well, that's yeah. when someone cares, you know? Yeah. You don't go, don't go to a, uh, I probably shouldn't call it a certain company, but you can go to those quickie haircuts and like zoom, zoom, you're out of here. This guy like will take his time. He'll be late for his own lunch to make sure your yours looks good. Right. Oh, I like him. I like that a lot. Let's give him a shout out. What's his name? Shardon. And he's at Charlie's Barbershop on Robertson. And Mari's the owner. I met Mari because um, she used to be at a place nearby work, and I used to always uh-huh. run over and get a quick haircut. And people were like, "Do you get a haircut at work?" No. And like, why is hair on your neck? So, you know, <laughs> wore a lot, but people would give me a lot of crap for leaving work to go get a haircut. That's, That's funny. Really cool. That's great. I know. When you love something, you'll do the strangest thing. I remember I took an apprenticeship at Vidal Sassoon, and I actually had to go by another name for nearly two years. Really? Yeah. What was your name like Samantha? No, actually, this is even. Kind of politically strange because I'm Vietnamese and my name is T and there was another gal there named G and she's Korean. But they said we were around the same height and and that, you know, T, G sounds too confusing. Right. And so just you have to change your name because she came first. And so I said, okay. And we finally, after a week of giving me a million different names that I never answered to, this one gal was like, I always wanted to name my cat Charlie. And I said, (laughs) Charlie? And, you know, T in Vietnamese is unisex. So they're like, well, you're going to have to pick a unisex name because obviously the girly names aren't working for you because you're not answering. (laughs) And I was exhausted for four months because you, it's really hard to train yourself to answer to another name. So I was just constantly on, like just on all the time. So any like E-R, any monosyllabic sound, I'm like, yes, yes, (laughs) 
Yes, can that's I help like, you? You're like she's like a little dog. Exactly. That's yeah, why like Matt. Yeah, you never lie and give someone your wrong name, or they'll you'll, they'll catch you in like thirty seconds because they'll be yelling right, your so name, confusing. and you're just not responding. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but you know, you you know, you said about double names that have to change. That's big in the. Uh, I feel like that's big in the publicist world. I can't tell you how many uh, publicists I know who have assistants with the same name. So you're dealing with like Megan and then Meg. Right. So yeah. Like, it's Meg there, and, and it's just like. Oh no! You should you know uh, just pick a different right. assistant, flip flop with someone else right. else in your company. That's hilarious. I well, know. listen, I, now I, I I know that you do a bit of uh, not only hair, but you also like to style people. You're really into the fashion thing. Mm-hmm. I've been to your house before. You have those like high end fashion magazines laying around. In fact, uh, Ryan Basford is the one. Oh, uh, remember, I remember, I found that Did you, you see saw that a picture tweet? I put, I tweeted right. I tweeted a picture of yes. you. Yes, like you were modeling. Looked, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was from one of these fashion was magazines sitting at T's house. No, that was not. But you know what's so funny. I don't know what it is, but these the crew guys at our show, they took a picture on a camera phone of a, a like a Dillard's underwear model, <laughs> and I guess the face. I'm not saying the body because that would be really vain, and it's not true too. But um, <laughs> I guess they said that this picture looks so much like me that these crew members were adamant. They thought they under, they discovered a truth. They took it to Chelsea. They were excited. They're like, we caught Ryan being an underwear model. Right. And so they they were like, we can show this on the air. Yeah, and they and- went to town. And I was like, Jack, and I was like kind of perpetuating it because, of course, I didn't think they believed it. And they're like, right. no, dude, seriously, pe- pepper me with questions, you know, like when? And I'm like, after a while, I finally understand. Oh, my, they're not joking. And That's funny. And uh, I have to add, I mean, like, guys, I am not, you know, I'm not denying it's not me. And they're looking up to like, and, and it's a camera phone. So at that point, it's a little blurry. But the guy in the store goes, I saw it. If it's not you, then you have an identical twin because everything is the same. Well, you should talk to your parents. <laughs> Doesn't everybody really have funny. an identical twin? Isn't there there a theory that in this world there's another person that looks like you? you can, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that I've I, heard it before. I've, it's happened kind of something similar to you, to me. I went on a cruise with my father and my brother down to Mexico, and um, some of the people on the crew started freaking out when they saw me, and I didn't know why they were freaking out, but apparently there's a pop star somewhere in Asia that they thought I was. This is like when I went to Thailand and everyone was like, Aaron and Carter! Aaron and Carter! <laughs> and I was, really like, and I, was like, I was like 15 or 16 and I was there for two months. I was, and they were like, yeah, Aaron Carter! Aaron Carter! That's and they would hysterical. ask me for my, they would, I'd have groups of kids following me, they'd tug on me and I was like, I'm not Aaron Carter, seriously. And then I just started Where signing autographs. Where were you? Aaron Carter. Where'd you go? I was in Thailand. I was all over Wha- Thailand. Watch your terminology with the tug on you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, how did that feel, though, to you? Like, did you like a taste of the celebrity, or did it kind of make you feel a different way about it? No, I liked it. Uh- <laughs> you know what? No, I had a taste. With- I was actually sharing this story the other night with, um, who Who did I run into? You know, Sinead Grimes from 90210 was on our show, and um, it was funny because we got chatting. We were out at actually Chelsea's book party as well, and uh, I told her a funny story. When I was first out here, I, I brought a date to a party at uh, Bar Marmont, and we leave. And all of a sudden, the I mean, it was just, it was more than I'd seen on TV. The paparazzi flooded and they snapped in our faces and boom, 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 yelling questions. Right. And about halfway up, she's completely ignoring them. And, and I'm looking at her like, who did I just bring as my date? What does she do? What don't I know? You know? Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, Sinead, Sinead, you're being so, you know, why can you not talk to us? Don't pretend like you don't like this. I'm like, oh my God, Sinead Grimes is in here. This was two years ago. Sinead Grimes is here. They think it's Sinead. 
So we get up to the top. I can't see anymore in my eyes. They're starting to yell now because they're like, you know, come on, honey. You're, just you're give a new something. star. Give, give us something. something. Just let us do and we'll move on. And she's kind of yelling back. And then she's just crying in my shoulder. And the best <laughs> is I get up and I see my buddy. Um, Jason, who is there at the top, and he looks and he his mouth is open, like, okay, who's coming up? You know, who's coming? And now? there's Ryan Bassford. And the look on his face was priceless when he saw me. And I asked him, he goes, dude, that was the the amount of coverage there. I've very rarely seen more for any name. And I go, you know what? It's hysterical. I got to experience that. I know how it felt once. I'm good with never seeing it again. But the best part is, uh, my date actually made a comment like, "This is why I hate going out in Hollywood." And I go. That wasn't even for you. <laughs> like, you can't, like, is this a joke right now? And then we didn't talk. So, that's hilarious. That, that's why some girls in Hollywood get a bad rap. Here's, you know, this is funny. Here's what happened the other night. When I, when I was out with Kathy and we were at this uh, after party for the hot tub, whatever, time machine movie, right. Audrina Patridge was there from the Name job. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'll pick that up after the show. <laughs> uh, and, and Audrina Patridge was at this age and she, she basically was like, grabbed me. Right. Pulled me over right. and was like, like so stunned for a second. And I was like, okay. Cause I didn't know it was Audrina at first myself. I, uh-huh. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I don't watch the Hills. I wasn't sure if it yeah. was, you know, if mm-hmm. it was actually her, I kind of recognized her mm-hmm. and she's like, oh my gosh, I thought you were Josh Anderson. Oh, and I was like, okay, I'll take that as a compliment. Then we talked for a while and, uh, Kathy and her had exchanged, uh, some words and, uh, we hung out for, uh, you know, five minutes and part of Josh in Vegas. No big deal. <laughs> and you can pick up that name after the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so this is for T. Uh, this is how to be a smarter shopper. And I, I want to see T if you agree with these things. Okay. And Ryan loves shopping. And uh, really? I think... Um, I love shopping, yes, I do. And I'm not ashamed. I, I, I love Tom Ford. He's an idol of mine. Oh, you do? Yep. Did you like, did you watch the movie? I didn't watch the movie, um, but I just like him for his fashion. So yeah. I, I'm going to step out of this conversation and let you two go I went to it. the movie because I knew he was going to be there to talk about it afterwards, and I nearly melted. I, I was just... Yeah, I couldn't watch the movie. Actually, I had a, a pick-up football game to play, and then I had to hit the gym, so I just didn't have time that day. But I It's beautiful, but Tom Ford just has great energy. I I just love how he handles everything and that he's had so many careers under his belt that he's really excelled at and I really admire it, you know, because he didn't take no for an answer and people would say, you know, you didn't have formal training. There's in that. the passion. Yeah. And there he goes running and reviving Gucci. And then, We're, you know, Tom Ford, you've never written a movie before. And there he goes, you know, calling for passion, nominated passion. for yeah. calling it back. It's a callback. And I like it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's amazing. Two things. Speaking of calling, your mother called uh, and she didn't want to be on air, but she wanted to say hi to you. Uh, did she really? She did. Seriously. That's really sweet. Um, also David, who uh, lives out in New York, one of our listeners says the paparazzi around gossip girl when they film scenes in Manhattan are crazy. And, uh, he said that on the, uh, the chat, the Ustream chat. All right. So anyway, here's the, here's how to be a smarter shopper. So you tell me T if these make sense to you, Ryan, you can, you can chime in here. I'm texting Uh, my mom real quick. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm listening. With spring and new spring clothes right around the corner. Here are a few quick tips for you from the glamour article, seven ways to be a smarter shopper. Okay. Have you read this article already? No, you're going to tell me. Okay. Number one, know what you own before you shop. Do a closet overhaul. Group everything you own by type. This means dresses, shirts, pants, shoes. Get rid of anything that's too big, too small or too old. You just don't wear anymore. Now you have more room for new stuff. Hey, that's Do you a, agree with that? I agree with that, except for I don't have to do it myself. I have two little sisters in Austin who are in their early 20s, Vivian and Andrea, and they come every few months to visit and they get their hair done and they also clean up my closet for me. 
So, yes. I, I love two, that. I have two problems with the shopping, and it's fitting my mom just called in because, one, I, I swear she calls. Every time I come home, she says, we're going to accomplish a task. We're going to go through your old closet, stuff that I've had since seventh grade, and we're going to figure out what you don't want anymore. And I'm like, no, let's keep that because I might wear it. Like, it doesn't fit right. you. It's, not, it's half the size. So I'm like, and I put it off, and then she'll call me, and she'll say when I'm in, back in California, okay, I'm in the basement, and we'll spend an hour. She's describing each item and if I think I'll wear it again or not. So I we ended that. up giving it to my sister's uh, – you know, sister's boyfriend. So I give her that one headache. And then another headache I like to give her in the whole shopping department is, uh, I don't know what it was, but I'd always go to the store and uh, it's transferred into clothing. And for a while I thought whatever was most expensive worked best. Right, yeah. So I'd go to like the grocery store and, you know, um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, can't do, I, can't do, I can't do generic and we've never done generic as a family, you know. it's, it's Really? Never, you didn't have to go through that growing never, up? Never, never. Lucky, refu- lucky, lucky. Well, my dad sometimes would, but then he just knew sometimes mm. it wasn't worth the fight from us and my mom. But I made the mistake. It wasn't just that. It was like, it was stupid. Anything that was most expensive even didn't work best, I thought it did. Right. And that transferred into clothing. I was like, oh, it's a black shirt for $500 or 100 Well, the black shirt for 500 clearly works better. Now, I hope Clearly. you're exaggerating with this price is because... No, he's not. I don't think I've ever bought a shirt for $500. T would know this. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm but, on the road to helping Kyle style. She is. She's helped me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, you'd buy a $500... Is this still the case today? Um, this is why, by the now way... Now it's like 5000 This is, this is by, the way, by, by, the, by the way, the reason he only owns two shirts. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Fewer and far in between. But I, you know, I actually got an argument with Chelsea about this. She's like... Right, sweet black shirt looked just as good last week, and I was like, okay, I was like, fair enough, you know, and I go, but do the people that come on the show and meet me, do they have any idea? And she shut up right there. She's like, very good point. So I would rather look great every time and feel great every time, and maybe wear the same thing than right. you know, than just wear something I'm not completely happy with. But it's with. classic. It's like yeah, you can't cut. go. Wrong. Yeah, See, can't I, go wrong. I, what I would love to have this would just make life easy for me. Is a closet like you remember the show Arthur? He'd open his closet. He'd have the exact same outfit. But he'd have like a hundred of them. I want that. I want like the same outfit and a hundred of them, and just always wear the same thing. That would make my life so easy, and it would always look good. Madonna used to do that, so the photographer, the paparazzi pictures, were not as valuable of her. Oh, really? Yes, she would. That's interesting. Well, she's yeah. smart. I got it. Yeah, I should start doing that. I love how we're talking fashion because I was just thinking the other day. I have a pro. I-, I think that it's God's way of talking to me and telling me to settle down. I went out once and I got a um because I-, I justified it as that it was good for the job. I bought a white. Gucci suit. Who buys a white suit? You know, I'm not even going to talk about the price. A really, but really fly guy. I took it. I to like the white suit idea. You could wear it to like a nice '80s party or something. I took no, it. To you the, just no. wear it. No spring. Took it to the dry cleaners, and um, they made the pants look like capris because <gasps> clearly they washed them because the, oh, the look. No, that's and, and then they denied responsibility, and I said, "We'll pay for the pants." They go, you know, they talk about paying for the pants. I go, "No, you just ruined a suit. You you damaged the pants, but by doing that." You voided the entire suit because that suit's very specific, and I bought it as a suit. So, did they pay you for it? Um, n- no, they they stretch back the pants. It's never going to be perfect, and you know when you do this, spend that for a suit, you want it to be perfect. So, yeah. I've had that. I had another shirt from the same company in college that I left in my room. And I came back like two months later because I get left to New York for an internship. And I said, oh, hey, remember that shirt I was telling you about? And the guy turns his room and he goes, oh, yeah, hey, what would you do with that shirt? And he goes, this, the silky soft thing or whatever? He's like, oh, yeah, man. God, I tossed that like a month ago. It was just chilling. There was a rag, right? Uh, so that, now I'm missing another blue shirt from there. I'm missing a tie from there. Everything's gone. And I think that's my message. Like, you got a problem. Um, You've got a problem. And now I've it's changed. time to... 
Well, or you have to find a really, yeah. Well, here's the deal. This is important for you. This is uh, spend within your means. This is number two on this list from the Glamour Mm -hmm. article. Spend within your means. Know what your budget is before you head out to the mall and take a long list of things to shop for. Categorized under needs and wants. Kathy, uh, you should take note of this one. She's still over here. She's sitting in our green room area. Uh, You should really take note of this stuff. This is very important. All right, good. She's listening. That's great. Ryan, what do you think about that? Spend within your means. Do you do that? Um, no, but I have, that's why I have good friends that, um, when was I, in, I was in Vegas with, uh, Chewy recently and he looked at me and like, you know, I, he said, I'm going in this Gucci store. He said, no. He goes, listen, you know, I looked at me, he goes, he just gave me one of those looks like, do not go in or else right. I'm going to be mad at you. And then we left later. I was like, seriously, you couldn't handle it. And I'm you like, don't want to make right. Chewy mad. No, of course not. It's pathetic. I mean, am I a woman here? Well, I'm sorry. That's offensive because guys can like fashion too. But, um, yeah. You know? I like fashion. I'm just bad at it. I like fashion too. Well, Tadashi, Talk you know, the my guy, he go. always wears his Hugo Boss because they're perfectly tailored to him. You've seen Tad. Yeah, Tad, Tad your husband has, dresses very sharply. My buddy does the same. My buddy wears, that's the shame. We know what fits me off the rack perfectly is Gucci and Jay Lindbergh. Jay's, I said, I don't buy that much stuff from the Lindbergh. I didn't even, I'm not even 100% certain I pronounced it right. But my other buddy fits you know, Hugo Boss fits him off the rack. I'm like, wow, See, well, that's I don't a know. shame. I don't, I've never had anything actually fit me uh, off the rack. Brad, you have so. to go. But, you know, just because you want to wear these nice brands doesn't mean you have to necessarily go buy them there. I mean, what's that island that everybody goes to that's near here for the shopping? The island? It's on a fashion island? Yeah, there's a place with the Hugo Boss outlet, and they always have the really slim fits left, which are perfect for Tad or that, and then you end up getting a really beautiful suit for less. I mean, we've not done Got it, it, but there's different ways of Make getting sure you're quality. Talking to the there's it's different right. ways there of go. getting quality clothes. What, what I, and I that's you. what I've, and I will agree with you. What, I used to go straight to the store and buy that ridiculously expensive shirt that I was telling you about and and in my weird mind I thought that it was only good if I went and bought it there and paid right. full price so now when I've started to be smarter with it so there's no reason I still can't get this let's just get a little smarter so when the Barney Warehouse sale comes guess what I did I went down and got a Prada suit for $400 that's a $2,400 suit yes you know killer and, deal. and here's the deal here's the contrary now as you become more successful and you know have a little more money to allocate on that stuff, it it becomes not worth your time to go search right. for those sales. But I'm young. I've got the time. I'm willing to drive to Palm Springs for the Gucci outlet. Well, right. too, but what about they also have sample sales that you get invited to and mm-hmm. you can get that. You don't necessarily have to search too hard. I also heard, too, that on 3rd Street now, there's a shop where um, all the clothes that stylists have pulled for shows or shoots or anything. Oh, you can get those. You can get them cheaply. at a, yes. Can got I it. name drop real quick? Yeah. Um, my stylist knows my affinity for the, for Gucci and uh, my stylist. I can't believe I just said that. Um, she's not stylist. mine. She's our show stylist and a friend. And she did a shoot with Brad Pitt. And, um, <laughs> he had a Gucci go. shirt and uh, she instantly thought of me. And she took it and she threw it on. She goes, hey, Brad Pitt wore this shirt. And it was Gucci. And I was just admiring the Gucci part of the shirt. And so goes, now you own a Brad Pitt shirt. Yeah, she goes, Don't oh, bring that by, one the, the by, the way, by the way, it's yours. And I haven't washed it yet. It's, yeah, okay, good. Uh, So this is what Ricky says. The outlet mall by Palm Springs is called Cabazon. Oh, Cabazon. Cabazon. That's right. Not Fashion Island. Fashion Island is actually in Newport, and it's definitely not an outlet mall. 
Well, thank you for How's that. How's the chocolate over there, Kathy? Kathy's eating a huge bar of chocolate on the couch as she listens in. Dark chocolate's actually healthy for you. So my roommate told me that the I other day. I love that stuff. Now. It really is. Have you guys heard of the um, chocolate bars that also have ramen noodles in them? I was just, just reading about dark, that. It is so it delicious. Good. This is the healthiest thing you could possibly put All together. All right. So here's number three on this list. Buy a dress, and this is for you, Ryan, specifically. Buy a dress you can wear a bunch of ways. Look for one with max versatility. One that can be dressed up or down, worn with heels, boots, or flats, etc. So uh, take note of that one. Here's four. My family's listening. We said we were not going to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not on air, man. Not on air. Uh, Here's number four. He's joking. He's (laughs) joking. Yeah, I'm just kidding around. All right, number four. Rewear and reuse your stuff. Yes. Whatever it costs, an item's true value lies in how often you use it. It's simple. Don't spend a lot on things you won't wear a lot. So Ryan's uh, deal here, wearing the same shirt uh, every week or whatever, works fine because he's wearing his clothes. He's doing it. Right. So uh, anyway, there I you go. I think they're all what, good tips. What about job, the one Lambert. tip of, uh, you know, the, the the pro of not throwing stuff away if you have the space? How many items have you had that, you know, you wear? My mom just sent me a tan jacket that I used to wear five years ago. Completely forgot about it. Sent it out to me and it fits perfect. Now it's one of my favorite things to wear again. I love that. You know, I love I love facing things back in. Exactly, you face things back, and you're like, "Oh, that I once looked good in this. I'll look good again." Wonderful. What about mm-hmm. shirts? Now, you ever lose shirts, and then you see your friends wearing them on Facebook, and you call them up, and you're like, "That's my shirt from college." Yeah, right. Took. Send it. It's back. on Facebook. That Dude, might that's happen my to you a lot with your Gucci shirts. That might happen to you more than maybe to Kanye. Oh, I'm on the lookout now. <laughs> like, I've had it. I, I'm on the lookout, and it's not that. And you know what the thing is, though? It's not that they do it intentionally. It's just, just you know, right. you leave your clothes, and you don't remember or, who's it is. Yeah, or you, they go out, go come over. You guys just hung out, and then they take a shower. You guys gonna go to the bar? Yeah. Let me grab exactly. a shirt to wear. All right, guys, we're taking a quick break. We'll be right back with some weird news, celebrity milk, and more. Thank you guys for listening. 877-KYLE-424 if you want to talk uh, on air. It'll be a good time. Uh, I'll be back with more later on. Yeah. You're listening to Kyle Sherman Live. Woo! Yeah, baby! If you guys are like me, you love music, you love clothes, listen, you got to check out rockandrolltshirts.com. This website is awesome. From Bob Dylan, Diana Krall, to Simon and Garfunkel, the site has everything when it comes to cool t-shirts and accessories, all branded with legendary rock and roll names and pics. I mean, check this out. They even carry harmonicas played by Bob Dylan himself. Come on, where else are you going to find this stuff? I actually just ordered a shirt from them last week. It came fast. It looks great. It's pretty cool. In fact, I should probably wear it on the show at some point. Listen, so go to rockandrolltshirts.com after this show and check out everything they have. Mugs, t-shirts, accessories, and more even. And if you use the code KYLELIVE on checkout, you'll get 10% off on your purchase. It's not a bad deal. Use the code KYLELIVE on checkout, you get 10% off. So head on over to rockandrolltshirts.com. That's rockandrolltshirts.com. Go to KyleLive.com. KyleLive.com to catch the Ustream Studio Cam. It's time for Weird News. All right, so... Uh, this is a fun show. I'm enjoying this so far. Uh, all right. Uh, this is weird news, obviously, uh, because that was the jingle that just played. Did you guys hear about this chick here? Donna Simpson uh, currently weighs 600 pounds, so she's going on a diet in hopes of reaching what she considers her ideal weight, mm-hmm. 1,000 pounds. It's a half a ton. The 42-year-old mother, a resident of Old Bridge, New Jersey, consumes a whopping 12,000 calories a day. That's just half of what Michael Phelps consumed during his Olympic... I know, I'm just kidding. I'm totally making that up. Uh, but she consumes a whopping 12,000 calories a day in an effort to reach her goal. That's insane. Simpson already holds the Guinness world record for world's fattest mother. 
She insists she's healthy despite the fact that she cannot walk more than 20 feet independently. She needs an army of people and uh, a giant wheelchair. No, I'm just, I made that up too. Uh, the grocery bills frequent, frequently reach $750 a week and Whoa. Simpson supports her diet with money earned from a website where people pay to watch her eat. I don't know who, who does that, but that's interesting. Her husband, Philippe, who weighs 150 pounds, fully supports her plans. Uh, wow. He cannot fully support her physically, I'm sure. I love eating and people love watching me eat, Simpson says. It makes people happy and I'm not harming anyone. And uh, that should be followed by not harming anyone but myself. That's horrible. Who does that? I'm I'm still in shock. I'm still trying to digest what you just told me. I'm trying to picture this in my mind. That's a horrifying thing. Well, this is going against everything, all the trends. What did they do? They banned trans fat in New York. Um, what else is going on? All these kids well, and the what, lunch menus. The they're Jamie just, it's healthy, show, healthy, healthy. Exactly the, what I was thinking. Uh, of. Yes. Ryan Seacrest's new show, I think it's on ABC. Yep. Jamie yep. Oliver goes to what, Oregon, one mm-hmm. of the uh, most obese counties mm-hmm. in the United States, and they try to reform the, the school system there and right. say, hey, let's, let's try to get healthy. Yeah. And Donna Simpson says, no, I'm taking a stand. I want to get well, fat. Maybe this is, uh, you know, what was that? Not fast food nation. What was the thing that Morgan guy did where he ate McDonald's nonstop? So maybe this will have the same That's effect. That's right, the documentary. You know, because when people saw Super that, they stopped. Me. How many people do you know that have stopped eating McDonald's So after that? So hopefully instead of uh, inspiring people, which I don't know how this could inspire anyone, but hopefully it'll just uh, kind of go and support that cause in a complete opposite way. You know? It's unbelievable. To I me. mean, just to see what's going on every day to the health. They, uh, that- I don't know how much, yeah, how much longer can she last? I, we'll see. Who's the like the food runner, you know, that's going to get all this for her? She should be on a show called The Biggest Winner. <laughs> there's like there's so many people I think of. I just it's such a sensitive subject. I feel like you can't be a to be delicate with this, you know. No, you do. It's, it's actually like, you're absolutely right. I mean, we can joke about as much yeah. as we want here on the show, but exactly. you know, uh, in real life, I feel like uh, you know this is such a, uh, a subject that really does hurt a large group of people in the United States in the world mm-hmm. and it's hard to discuss obesity uh you, you know as a, a thinner guy a healthy guy yeah well it's that contrary you know it's one of my favorite things to talk about actually it's funny because a uh, you know a a poor person can criticize a rich person you know right uh, are you kidding me if someone rich criticizes the poor you're the worst person in the world same with the skinny fat you know how many times you hear a, a a fat chick, for the lack of a better word, say, oh, look at that skinny, bi-, you know. It's like, wait a second. What if she, you know, just because she's skinny, don't criticize her. Right. What if she commented you and said, quit eating, you know? Well, it's like Kathy, it, who's it's sitting like, on my lap right here. She literally, every day, I get criticized for being too thin. And I, I, I honestly, <laughs> now I understand what it feels like to be on the other side of that. Yeah. Hold on, do you can do your talk. It's because he doesn't eat. If he was eating normally, then I wouldn't say anything. But I say something because he forgets to eat because he's working too much. Hey, you know okay, what? I second go. that because I've had to do that too with you, Kyle. So because it's only because he loves. It. It's because you're. What so you, you guys are like my fans who try to feed me. This is what her fans are doing from her website. They actually send her food because they, they send want her to, food. They send her food because they want to make sure that she reaches her goal. What is her goal? A thousand so, pounds. She's at 600 right now. She's 400 more to go. Oh, okay. I see. She wants to be 1,000 pounds. Right. So her diet is the re- it's like a reverse diet. She's on a diet to gain more. Did they say anything about why her fans are fans of this? I, they're sick people. 
Well, That's true. Didn't didn't someone the people are sick out there? Didn't someone have a site once that was like every time you clicked on it, they said something horrible, like "Watch me harm myself," and people would click on, and it was like a social experiment. Is anyone? I, I don't know the full story. I was hoping that would spark something in anyone that's that's mm. listening. Maybe no, but I I agree. Maybe with, that was just a bad movie. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but I agree with you earlier where you said that maybe if someone watches it, it'll help them not. I remember one time just doing going through. Um, a road trip and stopping by a fast food joint and I went in and I was going to order something and I turned around and I saw two people who clearly had weight issues and they each had an oxygen tank and they each had portions way bigger and I literally felt I really had to reevaluate it and then we really abandoned our food and continued our drive home in silence because it really made it makes you feel really sad when you see someone doing something that hurts them you know it's it almost felt the same way as when you see right. someone hitting someone else or abusing someone else it it made you feel that it's just, like being a couple in a fight well, maybe outside their house or something yeah it's the same it kind made of thing. me feel that same kind of feeling like wow you guys are really on the brink of it hurting yourself right well you said oxygen tank it's funny because i had the reaction i've i've actually seen someone i think i was out with my dad i saw someone smoking with an oxygen tank or something. no way you did and the first oh. the first reaction is just like anger and kind of disgust and then, right? you're, and then you're maybe like wow that is so sad that you and then you such find a out the problem right that you are looking at a reminder of the fact that this is killing you and you still can't stop yeah it just really makes you just really sad it, it's uh David Rodriguez says he thinks there was a movie about a website that every time people went on it, someone died or something. And he's not sure if, if that's related to what you were saying or I, not. I think that's what, that was the dot .com, fear.com or something yeah, like that. Yeah, what I want to say is someone was basically saying like, if a thousand people watch this, if uh-huh. I can get a thousand viewers, I will hurt myself or whatever. And I feel like people were still clicking out of curiosity and that was the whole test. And uh, Right. You know. So the whole voyeur thing. Well, too, don't you think like when people are online, they can take on a different persona because it's almost like there's no consequence to it almost with with their aliases and the comments they leave and the things they do. People really go there. They take it to the next level because they have an anonymity on chat roulette. I say that I was a former um, farm farm league player for the uh, Cleveland Indians. (laughs) And that's and that's your uh, and that's your. Mo, yeah. You, yeah, that's I like that. No, I but that's a great point about your identity, especially. I would have never thought chat relay. If anyone doesn't know what chat, Kyle, explain what chat relay is. If anyone doesn't know what it is, well, you know, we talked about briefly uh, when you weren't here, when you're out in Ohio. But chat roulette's a, a site you go to, and you you obviously that you, you it's like a roulette game. I mean, you you basically you you chat with random people over video. It's a video chat, and if you don't like them, you next them. Yep. Oh wow! So you it's, like, it it's like speed dating. No, but it's here's like, the thing: it's like speed dating without dating anyone. <laughs> here's the thing: as creepy <laughs> no, and you. weird as it is, it's catching on among people that normally wouldn't be labeled as internet creepy dorks. It's right. catching on around a popular crowd who have no shame. It's are like, doing it. Who have no shame and being like chat letting tonight, you know? And it's such a. I mean, if you would have told me to invest a dollar and I could get paid back ten thousand on the success of chat roulette. I would have passed. On well, you know, uh, it's funny. The kid who did that, he's a 17-year-old Russian kid, and he created this website in Russia. And it's been around for quite a while. I heard about Chat Roulette probably eight, nine months ago. I mean, it was whenever it first came out. That may be stretching a little bit, but it was, a, it was quite a while ago. Didn't, so. didn't Rihanna write a song based on that? Russian Roulette? Did, Is that the name? I hope. I don't uh, know. Well, it's, this is what, here's it's what, interesting. Here's what Ricky says, by the way, about Donna uh, Simpson. Uh, her fans, and this is from this is this is for real. This is actually yeah. from a quote from one of her YouTube videos. We uh-huh. we were going to have audio for you on this, but we yeah. don't anymore. Her fans like to watch videos of her uh, and, and watch her fat jiggle. 
Watch her fat jiggle. They want to watch her fat jiggle. Get jealous. Uh, it's unbelievable. I don't know. That's a, It's quite unhealthy, this whole situation. Yeah. Mm. Now, this is a big deal. Uh, the Sandra Bullock news. You guys hear about Jesse James. How haven't we not heard oh, it? I mean, it's everywhere. Hold on a second. Before we talk about this, I want to play this. The time is right for a nice warm drink of celebrity milk. Utterly delicious news. Okay, I feel better talking about this now. Uh, there we go. Celebrity milk. Uh, so yeah, Jesse James apparently has been uh, accused of cheating on Sandra Bullock, who spoke very, very highly of him uh, during her SAG Awards speech, uh, or Glo- was it Globe, Golden Globes, both of them, Golden Globes right. and SAG Awards. And uh, it's it's interesting. You know, I don't know. It's uh, what do you think about it, Ryan? Can I just say yes? Um, let me explain. For the longest time, these guys have been, these bad boy image types have been taking all the girls. Am I right? Is it not frustrating? You're you absolutely feel like, correct. You feel like, let me go out and let me somewhat care about the clothes I put on. Mm-hmm. Let me maybe try to do my hair. Let me just try to present a clean, wholesome image. But no, let's let every pretty girl like the guys that get tattoos and ride on motorcycles. And not that any of that's bad, but, you know, the combination, they just love this bad boy image. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to try to back to it, but of course I have friends on the ride motorcycles, I have friends with tattoos, but mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, what is it about what are we doing wrong? And I remember, uh, who was it? I'll, I'll say it right now, Marissa Miller showed up to the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Supermodel, you know? Yeah, you're beautiful. Beautiful, and, and you know, I was a great guy, but he, you know, he had he had the mohawk that was eight feet high, and you know, the crazy clothes, and not my style. His okay, but I remember actually commenting to I think I said to Chelsea afterwards. She goes, "What's wrong? Why are you down?" I go, "Well, I don't know. I think I try what works, and apparently, it's those guys that you know right. get the girls." So you're saying that you think that he's a bad guy? So no. So this is one for all the. Uh, should I say normal looking? I think it's, you know what? I'm going to say it. People can criticize. I'm going to say that we, our style is normal because, yeah. We're not trying to be anything but ourselves. And, the, and, but, that, and, but that's, people, and that's just a preppy kind of normal dude. Yeah. And people would argue that, and you know what? That Jesse is just trying to be himself. And Jesse, the reason I'm ashamed of this is because Jesse actually converted me a little into my attitude. I was very quick to sometimes just kind of brush someone off. and But it seemed like Jesse was this warm-hearted, best guy in the world. She, Sandra used to tear up when she talked right. about him. So I was like, you know what? I'm a jerk. I'm a complete jerk for judging that guy. Look how great he is. And uh, I was a little disappointed because I was like his number one fan because I felt like he helped me overcome some of the uh, you know, stereotype Your that judgments? I might have. Mm-hmm. And now next time you have a girlfriend, you can cheat on her. Uh, uh, the, this one says James reportedly had a steamy affair for at least a month last year with the tattooed young pinup doll Michelle didn't she bombshell McGee despite being married to the blindside star Sandra Bullock since 2005 uh, let's find out here Michelle bombshell McGee a magazine internet model has broken her story to the media namely in touch weekly yeah that's right so she obviously must have sold it to them and professes to have mm-hmm. slept with the monster garage star on multiple occasions yeah um, how do you think her parents got that nick the middle name <laughs> yeah I wonder. Yeah. Let's see here. The inked up cover girl claims in the In Touch article that she was under the impression James and Bullock were Splitsville and she had originally sought James out at West Coast Choppers for work-related purposes. Uh, well, I wonder what she was doing on the side there. Michelle Bombshell McGee told In Touch she contacted Jesse James for modeling opportunities and he then alluded to Bullock living apart from him. Yeah, because she was working. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, listen, once it appeared the Bull, uh, that Bullock and James were separated, McGee and she began having sex with James. 
And uh, this continued for several weeks. McGee does say James mentioned Bullock was filming, but she thought it was much more than that. McGee says she also thought she was involved in an honest relationship with James and would have never hooked up with him had she known the true status of his relationship with Bullock. Now, this is really interesting to me because... Uh, I don't know. This is, hold on. I have some audio here. Let's see. Here's uh, Jesse James' alleged mistress, Michelle Bombshell McGee, uh, discussing her tattoos. Let's see if we can play this here. There's no boundaries. I said, I'm going to be completely covered. I'm going to do it, and I don't care. So I did my face, and I don't care. I love my forehead. It was a really big step for me to do it. A lot of people told me not to do it. It says, pray for us sinners, because we are all sinners in life. I love my armpits. There's no me. She has a lot tattoos. of tattoos. I just Jeez. do it because no, she's I feel covered. like doing it, and I want to be covered, so that's it. My parents are very conservative. I grew up Amish. Um... I left the church when I was 16 years old and never looked back. I want to get tattooed, and I moved out to California, and I got tattooed. Never looked back. Wow. My parents don't talk to me, but it's okay. I her, parents, her parents don't talk to her. She's fully tattooed. You can hear there she has tattoos in her armpits. It's real weird. I don't know how that's attractive to anybody, but I guess Jesse James is that kind of guy. Who knows? No, I don't know. We, uh, it's funny. We, we have a, you, know, you know my roommate, right? Nate, we always have a uh, joke about that. He he likes tattoos, you know, so we'll say sometimes, hey, how do you think this one looks? I say, well, I don't like tattoos, so it doesn't matter how cool it might look as a tattoo. I don't like it. Right. And they go back and forth. I said, we have fun going back and forth with our likes or dislikes. Hey, how do these crazy glasses look out? I don't like glasses, so I don't think they look good. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of glasses Yeah, it, so. Uh, it, it, it's interesting because I guess uh, this is all alleged, right? Is there any proof of, uh, of no. them cheating? Because now it's just... Facing allegations of infidelity, James issued an apology Thursday to his wife, Sandra Bullock, and his three children, taking full responsibility for their heartbreak. In a statement provided to People Mag, he says, The vast majority of the allegations reported are untrue and unfounded. Beyond that, I will not dignify these private matters with any further public comment. There's only one person to blame for this whole situation, and that is me. It's because of my poor judgment that I deserve everything bad that is coming my way. This has caused my wife and kids pain and embarrassment beyond comprehension, and I'm extremely saddened to have brought this on them. I'm truly very sorry for the grief I've caused them. I hope one day they can find it in their hearts to forgive me. Now, wait a second. Somebody who says that this is untrue, these things are unfounded, is now apologizing for all these things that are true, untrue, and unfounded. I don't understand this. Explain it to me. I think everyone's been saying, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've heard that a lot around this story. So, you know, while there's definitely some truth, he definitely did something wrong, and I think that that's the bottom line here. Um, To what extent? I mean, listen, you know, she's getting paid for this story, the better story the better money. Um, you know, that's just how it goes. Right. But, but um, yeah, he de- he's definitely admitting to handling things wrong, and I don't know what extent, and I don't know if we'll ever know. But didn't Sandra Bullock not be able to show up to uh, her London premiere? So that, whatever happened, it's emotionally upsetting enough, and she strikes me as a very, very strong woman. And for her to not be able to work, it means that she must be affected deeply. She seemed to just it's, adore him. I mean, she used to light up when she would talk about him in interviews. Yeah. Well, you it see, was, if you listen to her, I mean, unfortunately, we don't have this right now, this video. It's actually, uh, it's a bummer we don't have this audio, but uh, she, at her SAG Awards speech, along with her Golden Globe speech, I mean, sp- all her success is because of Jesse James. Her success, uh, you know, her everything. Acting was, was her, right, her, everything her, her was act, better. Right, her acting mm-hmm. was better. Her talent is there and is, and is you know is blown up because of Jesse James. I mean, like you're saying, yeah. very highly of. 
Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's I'm not I, I wouldn't I cannot obviously take his team or his side. I would never begin to justify what he did, but he made a mistake, you know, a horrible mistake at that. But one thing I will say is I do appreciate and like the way he went about it. He said he was wrong. He said he deserved everything coming his way. And if he would have just denied and lied and, you know, like these athletes who have done the right. performance drugs, it's like, you know, idiot, come on, man. We know you did it. Just tell me you did it, and I'm fine. I'll forgive you the next day. And I think at that point, the media it, almost gives up on you because yeah. there's no story left. It's over. You've now closed that book. It's done. I wonder if maybe his publicity team said, say they're unfounded, say they're untrue. Yeah. Even, you know, maybe they are untrue. We don't know. They're Some, alleged. Sometimes you so, think you'd want to do the opposite of the publicity teams that, are, that you're paying. I mean, that's not my world. But, mm-hmm. you know, when they tell you to deny and just skirt around it. But whatever. Excuse me. Whatever he did, I think he <laughs> well, handled. What happened there? I think he handled it like a man, and I mean, right, he I didn't handle it previously. That was not handled like a man, but he did, and I can say that I could forgive him, and I don't have any ill will. So you him. still look up to Jesse James at this point? Yeah, you know, yeah. I guess he's you know, except for that one. I, I am going to get myself in hot water. Has, I was going to say he's a stand-up girls, guy. Has, as has girls, he, we're like, has he, mm, has he made you no. a better person though? In terms of like, now if you had to do a speech, say just about how awesome you are at you know booking people on Chelsea yes. lately. Would you, would you thank him? Would you say, well, I'm better at this because of Jesse James. This man has changed my life. Yes, I would say I am better at getting to know people um, before I judge them, thanks to Jesse James. And you always hold a special place, and I'd probably start crying and couldn't get through the speech. Okay, I like that. Wow. Sandra Bullock, number two. Well, how do you guys feel about it? You, you, you guys are okay? Kathy and, and T? No, the girls are upset. Here, We're here, upset. Take the mic, Kathy. You guys can talk about this for a second. I want to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> I would never take a guy back if he cheated on me. Because yeah. now that I'm in love, um, you just like, you have such these strong feelings yeah. for this yeah, person. you do. And it would be like the worst thing ever if you were to find out that they're with, with someone else. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing too is being girls, when we hear her talk that way, we know exactly what she's feeling. And just even the thought of it happening already makes your heart hurt so much. To experience it yourself, I, yeah, I wouldn't get out, I couldn't get out of bed that day either. Nope. Oh, that's what, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You guys were stuck in bed all day. I feel like I've offended people because I lost two followers in the time of this conversation. <laughs> Not that I no. check throughout the show. <laughs> uh, now, this is a, here's another story. Kate Gosselin, uh, this, is, this is a big deal here. She's on Dancing with the Stars, as, uh, as we know. Has it started? Uh, well, you know, I don't know if the actual show, she's on the new, uh, has it started, Ricky? Monday it starts, okay. Uh, according to the New York Post, Kate Gosselin is being a total diva on the set of Dancing with the Stars. Why, because snubbing... she got long hair now? Yeah, that's right. Oh. Snubbing other contestants <laughs> and behaving frostily to the crew members. The recently divorced mom of eight has been rehearsing for the ABC show, which starts its new season March 22nd. Her icy behavior also persuaded Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir to pull out of talks about being on the show because he didn't want to work alongside Gosselin. It's always the, uh, you know, it's typical Hollywood. It's always the people that want to pretend like they're there that cause the problems. Right, exactly. You know? So the classic, the best people you meet are the ones that are just so cool. They they have so much success. They're, they they roll up with one other person with them. Right. Who do we have the other day? Great, huge movie star that showed up by himself. I go, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Well, it's like, you know, uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. I was reading an article. I can't remember what magazine. It was a you know a, a good magazine. It was after. If you remember, Christian Bale uh, yelled, dur- you know, at one at a cinematographer during uh, you know one of his. Sh- I can't remember what movie was that. Do you remember? Um, 
Yeah, that was the term was it? Batman, no, 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 was it? no. Was it not Terminator Two? No, no, no. It was, it was the eighty. But you know what? We after we talk about the story, we can talk another perfect case of a perfect apology. Okay, okay well, listen here, here. Yeah, okay, we'll okay. talk about the perfect apology and say here's what Christian Bale did though, which I thought was really cool. Oh, this is what, actually uh, I read an article by the director of that movie uh, coming back and saying why Christian Bale is actually a good guy, and this was all blown out of proportion. And Christian Bale is a cool guy because he drives an old pickup truck real old i mean we're talking like 80s or something like broken down style and it's not like that nice and he was doing adr for those of you who don't know uh hollywood speak adr is the dialogue replacement you do at you know after a movie if you don't have good dialogue the actors go tough. in re-record it's very tough. tough he was showing up to his adr sessions in this old truck very humble you know it doesn't need anything special very nice you know and and uh that whole thing was blown out of proportion, but he's like, like you said, he's he's showing up by himself. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, and you know, and and they, this we keep talking about throughout the day, whether it's your passion or, and I think they, you know, they kind of blamed it on that too. They said, listen, the guy is so passionate, he almost was like out of body, not himself. Like he gets right. so into his work. He was in his character. Yeah, and he just he lost it. So that's what you do as an actor. Yeah, Terminator Salvation. By but the way, you 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 listened to his, you heard his apology, right? I did. It was great. Yeah, we could talk about it though for a minute. Yeah, what's that? Talk about it. Tell me about oh. the apology. Well, what did he do? He just went on a radio show, right? And it was basically, you know, he just, what do you say? Like, I'm a jerk. I, I, I handled it wrong. And he didn't try to make an excuse, but he tried to just at least explain where he was coming from. Yeah, right. he still insisted it's, it was wrong. But I thought that was perfectly handled. I remember even trying to chat with some PR friends and say, God, that, that should be taken out as a case study in college because I right. thought it was That's just executed perfectly. That's what you do. Yeah. What's this other perfect apology story you were going to mention? Oh, no, just that one. Oh, oh I understand. Yeah. Okay, it was Kristen Bell. Yeah. Uh, now, if you guys know, don't know, Jocelyn James is one of the alleged mistresses of Tiger Woods. If you didn't hear about that story, you got a problem. What? Yeah. So Jocelyn James has launched her new website called sextingjocelynjames.com and posted alleged text messages sent from Tiger Woods during their three-year affair. Now, these are really raunchy, so I'm not going to read all these, but you can find them online, Sexting jocelynjames.com uh, l- listen to this these are alleged by the way these are these are uh, completely alleged my family's watching okay uh, these are just these are horrible I can't even I can't even read these we're gonna get shut off the internet <laughs> like, we don't even have the FCC phone and this is they're that bad all right uh, this one was sent 406 p.m. 828 2009 I want to be deep inside you okay uh, wow. That's that. That's a very uh, not graphic one. The rest of these are horrible. Wow. Do you think they're true, Kyle? Do you guys think they're true? I don't think they're true. I no, I, I think these know. are these are these are lies. You don't you don't save this many. It. Slap your face, treat you like a dirty little, put oh, my oh. in your, and mm. then shove it down your throat. Mm. Yep. Mm. Hold it's, you down while I choke you, and that whoa, whoa. that I own. Whoa, whoa! I'm just gonna take is, all is the bad words. Is she the one that won the Howard Stern? Like beauty, the uh, mistress competition. You know, I don't know if she did. Jocelyn James may have it very well. It could have. There she was a porn star. Them? Yeah, there was. She was a porn star. So yeah. she wrote right. Jocelyn James was the porn star. I think I'm, I'm yes, pretty certain. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, for years and punish you for not seeing me more. Let's see. I really do want to be rough with you, slap you around. Where do you want to be bitten? I want you to beg for my kiss you all over to convince me to let you have it in your mouth. Next time I see you, you better beg, and if you don't do it right, I will slap, spank, bite, and F you till mercy. Oh. There goes our 12 to 18 demo. Oh, yeah, right there. there's, we lost everyone. Yeah. Don't talk to me. 
You almost just ruined my whole life. If my agent and these guys would have seen you there, that, that's what Tiger sent, I guess. Mm-hmm. These are all what Tiger sent to her. You are my whore. Well, they can they can trace these things, can't they? I don't know if it goes back this far. These are all from 829. It's all in one day? Dude, Tiger, man. Yo. For some reason, trying to imagine these, these words coming horrible. out of Tiger Woods' mouth makes me kind of like giggle for some reason. I know, exactly. Because he, he seemed like so... Uh, what you got... Now, I know we talked about this briefly, but we'll just let's talk about it real quickly again. Uh, what do you guys think about Tiger's uh, little press conference, if you will? Oh, go ahead, Ryan. You can take that one. No, you know... Tiger in, you know, someone said it was rehearsed. Well, yeah, of course it was rehearsed, okay? You know, my buddy actually put it perfectly who, uh, who hosts a, you know, a local sports show. He goes, I host a local sports show that 100 people re- watch, and I rehearse what I say. Right. Of course he's going to rehearse the apology, you know? You always rehearse stuff. Yeah, always. That doesn't matter anything. You rehearse it. So that was awful criticism. You think this is the first time doing this exact show? We've yeah. done it four <laughs> times before. <laughs> Except, yeah, you rehearse everything but this show. Right. And I think about Tiger. I was, you know what? Here's what I think. I think, you know, when someone's addicted to alcohol, they continue to drink and they continue to drink over and over and over. They make that mistake 25 times. Right. So if you're going to say he has a sex addiction, if that's clinically proven, and if that's such a thing, then therefore, you know, the guy has one problem that's that's toppled his life. So how is it different than someone being addicted to drinking and drinking 25 times? He's addicted to sex right. and he's had it, done it a lot and made a lot of mistakes. But you know, I'll give everyone another chance to come back, and uh, I believe it's sincere. Uh, he, see, he seems to be a great family man. I think he's realized what, what it's caused. And uh, I, uh, God, I don't know. I, I kind of, it'd be nice to see him do well at the Masters because he's gotten beat up so much. So. Uh, you know, rightfully so. He knows what he deserves. And the Masters are coming up real soon. Yeah, very soon. There's a red right around back. Yeah, I don't know. Is it weird that I'm that I'm that I'm rooting for him just because it's almost kind of like, it's almost like I'm rooting for him by saying, "Wow, man! If you come back and win that, you're the greatest athlete to ever live." Right. Like, to go through all this and and to yeah. be golf is such a mental game to beat that to yeah. beat that. Uh, you know. That criticism. It's a game of, of centimeters, of millimeters, right. so your mind's yeah. got to be just... Right, it's got to be perfect. And by the way, it's Jamie... Uh, is it Junger? How do you say it? Jungers? Jamie Jung- Junger. Junger? Ja- Jamie, Jamie Jungers, uh, or Youngers, uh, we're not quite sure to pronounce that, was the winner of the Howard Stern competition, not Jocelyn James, so that's mm-hmm. a correction there. Thank you, Ricky. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Ty, you know, we'll be very inter- interesting to see how this uh, turns out. The Masters are April 5th through April 11th, so they're right around the corner, and uh, we'll see how, how he plays. The yeah. ratings are going to be huge. The ratings, ratings are going to be, be nuts. nuts. It's going to be nuts, huge, nuts. huge. Um, yeah, so I think they'll go. I mean, they're all the PGA Tour needs them back big time. So I, I'm going to watch it, oh, and yeah. I don't typically watch golf. Do you, why do you think he waited so long to do that? Do you think it was? It was probably, to be honest with you, I think he had to step away and think about everything. I mean, that's, yeah. this is not something you jump... I think what a lot of people do wrong or incorrectly yeah. is they jump into the spotlight right away and stumble. And so what happens is the media then picks every stumble that you make, and they pick that apart as well. So suddenly you've not only dug yourself into a deeper hole, but... You know, you're just you. you I think you're worse off in that case. Do you that think makes it was sense. easier to forgive him because he didn't have his wife by his side, like some of the other athletes end up having their wives by their? That's sides a good question. With I, some big bling. 
It's a good, real good question, mm-hmm. you know, but it's true. I mean, it's a real good question. You know what bothered me the most about that whole story, believe it or not, are the, are the paparazzis trying to take pictures of his kids. Yeah, it's uh, horrible. And, and you know what bothers me? It's like, who? so we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be criticizing them because they're only half the battle. So what are these publications that are buying them? And then, then, they're, per, then, they're, then they're publishing them, right. and then the consumer's buying them. So uh, you know, I guess we're, profiting, it comes back to ourselves right. because we're, we're continuing to feed the cycle. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone would agree that's horrible. Leave the kids alone leave so that's one thing he said in his apology that was spot on right uh now going back to something real quick and this is this is something going back to sandra bullock just real quickly talking about all his cheats uh the, the cheating that's going on um but there's this curse and actually i saw that david rodriguez it's oh, funny we, we the, there, there, mm-hmm. there's the curse the oscar curse to win best Astro, uh, actress get divorced mm-hmm. listen to this with the news of sandra bullock's husband alleged infidelity and kate winslet's impending divorce from sam mendes we realized that the last two winners of the Best Actress Academy Award both have had marital issues. Looking back, it's more than just these two whose relationships disintegrated after they won the coveted award. Reese Witherspoon scooped up the honor in 2006 and lost husband Ryan Felipe in 2007. And there are many, many more. It may be every actress's dream to win a Best Actress Oscar, but unfortunately, it may come at the cost of the men in their lives. We have to ask, is the award cursed? Well, Bonnie Fuller, editor-in-chief of HollywoodLife.com, believes it is. She says, I absolutely think it's cursed. It's sad but true that in this day and age, it's a rare treasure of a man who can handle being married to a hugely successful woman, especially one who's more successful at the current time than they are. More importantly, how does Oscar hurt relationships? Well, she says many men feel masculated by strong women, and this can be an especially big problem if women are in very visible positions, like Bullock, and what can be more visible than winning an Oscar? If the men are also in a competitive profession, i.e. they're also an actor or in a similarly artistic profession, they may feel insecure about their wife's or girlfriend's success. And that can really damage their relationship, Fuller adds. So I just want to throw that in there because I thought that was an interesting thing. And uh, David, thank you for pointing that out in the, the live chat. I think, don't you think, I think Bonnie's forgetting two things that kind of you know alter her, her findings. One... You know, back to back to dedication and passion. Listen, to win an Oscar, you've got to put it all out there to be the absolute, right. the best of the best. These anyone that's in a movie or in a TV show in Hollywood has already beat every odd you can think of. Mm-hmm. And then to win an Oscar, that is such dedication. So come on, common sense. I mean, you know, sometimes things have to sacrifice, and sometimes they're so motivated by that passion that. It's the relationship. So that's one. Right. So the relationship is not going to be strong as yeah. if it was where they were just completely devoted to the relationship. And whereas the relationship yeah. may actually be with the movie they're working but on. Exactly. Duh. To be, you know? Yeah. That passion is a theme we're talking about tonight. But, you know, I have a lot of people who always sit and talk, especially in L.A., about whether or not their relationships can last in this town and why it can't and why it can't. But one of the things about Los Angeles that's great is that your dreams can come true if you come here and you do have to work hard. But on the flip side, I everyone always asks, well, how am I going to have a successful relationship? And one thing I kind of find is that maybe perhaps that passion thing, you have to be with someone who's also passionate about their own thing so that there's less chance of jealousy. But right. it really becomes apparent here because it, the, it's the yin and the yang is so strong, you know? Well, yeah, we're not, listen, we're not the only people that, so we're not the only people that work hard, okay? And then mm-hmm. they would get to have fun no matter how mm-hmm. hard we work. People all over the nation work hard and they mm-hmm. still make their relationships work. So, mm-hmm. right. And that's when she's singling out these Oscar winners about the, is it, is the Oscar cursed? Is it cursed? No. Okay. These are actresses. And if you look, is, is the, is the, the rate of 
award-winning actresses' divorce rates is that as high as actresses in general? So maybe it's just the same. So therefore, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, maybe if they gra- gathered all of the Academy Award winners and did a ratio, that it might just equal up to the fifty right. percent divorce right. rate in America. Anyway. Exactly. Hey, that, yeah. that's perfectly very, put. Uh, yeah. I think I think uh, you dissected that very well, Ryan. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, but it's not a curse. It's really an award, and they all worked very hard for it. So quit cursing people's achievements. It's not a curse. I they like achieved that. it. I like that. Yeah. And one day you Good should do girls. an Oscar winner's hair. Good girl. If you haven't already. I'm Good sure you probably, you've probably done an Oscar winner's hair at some point. You have, haven't you? Don't well, you do some? You do some pretty big hair. We shouldn't kiss and tell. Okay, we're not going to kiss. No, we won't name drop. But you do do some big. Did you do that guy that did got it for uh, sound mixing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did it for this really awesome guy that's named great. Kyle Sherman. Yeah, uh, that's I, I love you, team. Uh, now this is uh, one last story here, and this one's. In, I mean, everyone's talking about Snooki. You guys have seen MTV's Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Met her. You and met, met her? Oh, that's right. You've wow. worked with her. I'll tell you what. You Why? Because she was on the show? Yeah. You want to know another instance of just not liking people, be, just not to like them? Those oh. guys, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm just done enough. They came. I'm telling you, they were all well-raised. Who am I talking about? Someone that's well-raised my age. But they were. They were pleasant people that looked you in the eye, that said things. And they just, there's little things when you meet a lot of people every right. day that you can tell. And these were good, solid kids, and they were a pleasure to be around. And I'll say that about every single one of them. Well, you know, one telltale sign they were from the show was that no matter what, they always had family dinner together, right? Yeah. They always it's sat the around. Italian way. Yeah. Good, so they good still hearts. and they good hearts. Good, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear. So Snooki was a nice girl. She was very sweet. Yes. Cool. And I, they they put on a good show anyway. Well, before she was Snooki, her name was Nicole Polizzi, and she was charged in a connection with the death of teen Michael. Let's see, Trun Kelly, Trun Kelly, Trun Kelly. All right, that's what we'll call him. Michael Trunkley in 2004. She was criminally charged with selling alcohol to minors at a party at her house, a.k.a. prohibited sale of alcoholic beverages. Later that night, Michael died in a drunk driving accident with a blood alcohol level of 0.18. It's twice the legal limit. He rolled his Mazda in the early hours after getting drunk at the house of Helen Polizzi, Snooki's mom. And her mom was there the whole time. Wow. You know, this is This is amazing. You know, that's, it's funny. You know how you have the cool houses that you're allowed to go drink at when you're kids? Of course. I my, may or may not have had a couple of those. My dad was so adamant and so passionate about absolutely no way was anyone to drink at our house. Yeah, that, that's how it was at my and house goes, as well. Ryan, he goes, Mine too. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, I don't think you get this. And I'm like, come on. Well, at least we're not like driving. He's right. I don't think you get the seriousness of this. You know, do you understand that if they leave and if they get hurt and it's right. completely their fault, do you understand they could take every single thing from me? And you know what? Rightfully so, because if I was that other person's parent, yeah, I'd be pretty, pretty pissed and that's an understatement so I, I can't you know it actually came true but uh, I remember talking to people you know why, why is it even worth it so I think that's I mean it's not my funny parents the story, were the but. same way they said the exact same thing listen if you know somebody's pulled over they're gonna blame it on us I mean we're, yeah. we're, we're responsible for whoever's in our house mm-hmm. exactly uh, who's under 18 or 21 mm-hmm. 21 in America yeah but I mean, even so, I mean, you know what I'm saying that I mean, yeah. at 18, you're at least an adult in some way, but you're still even, you're right, yeah. under 21, they're it's, at their house, they're still uh, responsible. Well, yeah. Even if you go to a bar and you drink too much, that bartender could get in trouble for serving you too much. That's why they have to cut you off. That's why I decided never to uh, become a bartender. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, listen to this. Uh, of Snooki's mom, Marble Police Chief Stephen Fagefer said she cooperated. She came in willingly and spoke to us several times about the incident. 
However, Michael's parents don't think the entire truth about that night has been uncovered and have conflicting feelings towards Snooki. This is a quote. She doesn't care about what happened to her son, said the victim's mother, Michelle. We're not out to trash, Nicole. I never blamed her for what happened. She was a 16-year-old girl at the time. I blame others. I'm not looking for those people to get arrested. I just want the truth. That's all she wants. Michelle just wants the truth, guys. Michelle's attempted to watch Jersey Shore, but she said she couldn't take it anymore as it appears to glorify alcohol consumption, which I agree with, actually. I mean, it really does. I mean, uh, Jersey Shore makes alcohol consumption look fun. I, I literally, I watched it a couple times, and I immediately, after like 10 minutes, I had to say, you know, listen, I got to pause this. I'm going to go get a beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. <sighs> no, I was just thinking back what you said. So basically, you're saying the mom was just saying she just wants answers what happened. There. Right. She doesn't actually want to blame. Yeah. She's not looking to blame well, anybody. That's what I think. You know, I've always thought I was lucky to have that relationship with my parents, and they always said, listen, you know, and that's that's where the things, it's a real tragedy when they don't, when parents and kids don't have an open relationship, and it's like, the kid got in the car because he was scared of being drowned if they found out that he was drinking. I right. know my dad always, parents both always said, mom and dad, they said, if you ever need a ride, and so I'm not, not saying I condone this, I, don't, I hope you never do it, but if you did and you just called and said, I need a ride, I would come get you and I would never ask you another question again. You know? Right, and that's a and wonderful that's what it needs to be. And, and, they, and they made it very, very clear that it was unacceptable and that it was not to happen, but... Without saying if it did, they basically implied if you right. ever need a ride anywhere, anytime, call me. We're there. Not one question's asked. And that's just. That's a great way to parent. Yeah. I completely agree with that. So that'd be great if, you know. And, and like in college, you know, when the kids, some kid gets drunk and they're these, these idiots, they're afraid of getting kicked out of school. So they'll, oh, well, if my buddy makes it to the morning, oh, who cares, you know, as long as I don't get kicked out of school. That's, yeah. what is it, amnesty they need to have or something where they, you know. There needs to be some sort of. Right. There needs to be some. Well, well, that's why a lot of college uh, administrators and this was a big story. I think it was the beginning of last year. Maybe it was a year before. I can't mm-hmm. quite remember. But college administrators were really pushing deans and stuff were pushing to really uh, change the legal limit uh, or the legal age, rather the drinking age down to like 18. So that when you come to college and you're an adult, you don't feel that pressure of doing something illegal because everyone's drinking at schools. Yep. So that way you're a little more open with what's going on. And that, and that way they're not prosecuting people who, uh, you know. Yeah, yep. I feel like yeah. they have to hide it. Yeah, anytime something's taboo, right? Then people yep. are going to go the down, yeah, go right. the opposite way. Well, that's what they've started to do, I believe. In, in certain colleges, they do offer that. They do say if if you need to take someone to the hospital or whatever, you will not be put on your disciplinary. You know, it's completely right. off the record. Well, they may, may may need to make that a bigger statement than at more schools because I think, I think so. it's a very important. Yeah, you would just, I mean, an entire life because, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 it kind of is a shame to even think about it right now that, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm even a little lost for us how, how shameful I think it is. Uh, just to wrap this story up, uh, her husband, Bill, says, I just don't feel that parents should allow underage drinking in their homes. I don't feel like the whole story has come out. That remains our big issue. I just want to see the truth come out. So he agrees with his wife. Uh, it says here, many claims, uh, many claims that the adults were drinking alongside minors that night, but there was not enough evidence to convict. And at the spot where True Kali uh, died, the twisted bumper of the car left a mark that is still there to this day. And guys, you've asked for it. We gave it to you. We are now over two hours long. So you guys have the longest show in the history of Two Guys and a Girl Woo-hoo! in College Live. So, and, and T gets to be a part of it. Yay, thank you for letting me be here. So, uh, and you know, one thing Astra Chase says here in the chat, my parents were super strict and it just taught me to become an expert at hiding it. Yeah. So you, that's what he says Huge here. pet peeve of mine. The kid's going to get to college and, you know, go they're going to go crazy. Go so crazy. So Astra Chase probably went crazy at, at school. 
Listen, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. You can follow all of us on Twitter. It's pretty easy. And real quickly, actually, I, I just want to talk about, uh, real quickly, uh, T's hairstyle videos we talked about in the beginning of the show. Yeah, that she, you She posted these uh, videos on YouTube. Uh, if you go to T-Mai, it's T-H-Y-M-A-I dot com, uh, you can actually see these videos. If you want to explain them just real quickly. Yeah, these are quick do-it-yourself videos that less than two minutes that are teach you girls how to curl your hair with a flat iron to get that really soft bohemian look that's so popular do a sleek ponytail like on the runway you can do a chignon just really really quick tips take a look at them give me some feedback let me know what else you want to learn you know cool and we'll do some more yeah it's on youtube.com slash t-my-hair t-h-y-m-a-i hair okay cool we'll put that on our website too if you go to kylelive.com we'll also have yeah. the link to those videos and so kyle directed me in that by the way i did i directed t in her uh, her hosting debut uh in these videos, which yes. I think turned out pretty well. Yeah, you know what? We've been working on this for two years. Two years, two years two ago. Years. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yeah. these 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 new ones necessarily. Let's see. No, um, but just the process. Uh, okay, so Ricky says we've been broadcasting Ustream for two hours, but the whole show may not actually be two hours long. Anyway, everyone's coming in here to say, "Yay, Asterisk. longest show!" Woo, love long shows. People are very excited about this right now, and I'm sure uh, your iPod is very excited too because we're going to take up half the space on it. <laughs> Can I do a quick thank you? I just want yeah. to thank Becky because she was listening, Becky in Florida earlier, and she, in the man, matter of time, in these past two hours, she's created a fan page for me on Facebook. No thank way. Oh, bravo. Um, and she also says, at Kathy David, I'm, or at X Kathy David X, I'm listening to you and watching you on Kyle Live, and you're too adorable. Oh. Uh, Rod, Rod Edwards on my Twitter says that blonde hottie you got is awesome. I love her smile. So, Thank you, Rod. Uh, you just made Kathy's night. Uh, with her let's see what other tweets we have. Yeah, here. what do you think about closing the show with some, some Twitter shoutouts? You know, let's do. I like that. I think yeah. from now on we'll do Twitter shoutouts. Nate Kreider in Kreider says, uh, "I should call in and tell you what a terrible idea the red and blue markers were. They aren't as easy as to find as one would think." I don't know what that means. What does that even mean? I don't Did know. you suggest red and blue markers at one point? That, is, he, is Nate listening to the show? <laughs> Weirdo thing. <laughs> Nate's my roommate, guys. Nate's an awesome guy. Yes. Uh, let's see. T. Mai says, at Ryan Basford to my left. I'm just kidding. I'm just reading oh, yeah. the tweet. <laughs> just post. Uh, listen, guys, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Kyle Sherman. You can follow Ryan on Twitter. Ryan Basford, B-A-S-F-O-R-D. Just to really get it in there, make yeah, sure. emphasize the Ford, you know. And our lovely producer, Ricky. You can follow him. Uh, it's R-I-C-K-Y-N-A-C-H-B-A-R. Right? Did I do it right? And, uh, you know, listen, if you guys have any comments, anything to make, you can tweet us. You can email us, kyle at kylelive.com. Uh, you can do, uh, let's see, you can do uh, ryan at kylelive.com, ricky at kylelive.com. T doesn't have an email. Yes, I do. No, not on your thing. But uh, she'll be back on the show soon. You can email Kathy. You can do whatever you want. It's really easy. But get a hold of us and talk to us. You know, leave comments on these shows. I want to know what you guys think about them. I want to know what you guys want more of. These shows are just going to get better and maybe longer. Our next uh, next show is Wednesday, right? Yes. Is that? But are, are we, can you do it Wednesday? Yes, I can. Know, I, I, you know, Kyle and I, rightfully so. I, I said let's do all Wednesdays, and little did I forget, I had Chelsea's book party like 24 hours after I committed to that. So, uh, mistake. Yes, I'm really excited to read her book. By the way, it's the best. It's all, we'll talk. We should talk about that. Night. It's all about pranks that uh, that I've been a victim of many times. Well, maybe we can even get Chelsea on the show at some point. It'd be great. I, I will call. I will. I will call her up and uh, yeah, we'll 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 so I'm sure she'll get on the phone. 
All right, guys, uh, go to KyleLive.com for information and more fun stuff. And listen, there's a couple ads there. Uh, I'm not supposed to say this because it goes against the policy, but click on them if you can, just because, you know, hey, listen, and donations. Oh, that's right. We have donations on our site, too, now. I don't know if this is asking too much, you guys. We're going to try it out. A lot of popular podcasts do this. But if you like the show enough, you can go to KyleLive.com, and you can actually donate uh, on a monthly basis, like five bucks a month. You can donate at one time. Like, if you don't want to donate 50 cents or dollars, it's great. Listen, it costs a lot of money to run the show. And that advertiser that we played uh, today, rockandrolltshirts.com, they really don't even give us money. They just give us space that we're in right now. So our studio is actually paid for by rockandrolltshirts.com. We just have to advertise for them to even have a show. And let me say that... um you know, first of all, I would never use this to buy any more shirts. But uh, <laughs> but joking aside, yes. Kyle works his butt off to to just wheel and deal to make this happen. He's also for everything spent so much time, and this goes to basically pay for the equipment that he's invested in. The you know the cost that you don't think about. It's not a fun cost. It's just simply the stuff that takes to get up and running. And I respect Kyle a lot for that passion to do that. So I may have to move out into the streets. I'm just saying. Listen, so donate. <laughs> it's, uh, no, but yes. seriously. Donate. Uh, no, but I, I would appreciate it. If you guys go to KyleLive.com, you can donate. Please don't do it, though, if you don't. I mean, seriously, yeah, this is for yeah. people who like really have extra income and are like, oh, cool, that's easy. You know, really would help. We have fun doing it. Just, yeah. So listen, seriously, no pressure. Okay, guys, I really don't want to make a big deal about it. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Next show will be Wednesday coming up soon. Hopefully, Allison's with us. I'm not sure if yes. she'll be here for that yes. show. She's almost done with her car circuit. So. Wait, did you say, why well, I can't do Wednesday? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later. Take care. This has been another episode of Kyle, Kyle Sherman, Sherman Live. And we're sorry. Head to KyleLive.com for old episodes and more.